0: Putin has made it clear in several interviews that he is well aware of how U.S. presidents come and go, and U.S. policy never changes.
1: Общался с одним президентом США, и с другим встретил. Президент-то приходит и уходит, а политика не меняется. Знаете почему? Потому что очень сильна власть бюрократии. Вот человека избрали, он приходит с одними идеями, к нему приходят люди с кейсами, хорошо одетые и в
0: Putin is well aware that it is the CIA who directs US policy, and it is the intelligence agencies of NATO countries who have been covertly instigating war with Russia for decades. In the Tucker Carlson interview at the Kremlin, President Putin seemed to be speaking directly to the CIA, twice playfully hinting that Tucker is a representative of the intelligence organization.
1: With the backing of whom? With the backing of CIA, of course. The organization you wanted to join back in the day, as I understand. We should thank God they didn't let you in, although it is a serious organization, I understand. Who blew up Nord Stream? You, for sure. I was busy that day. (laughs) Nate, do you have... have... (laughs) Uh, I did not blow up Nord Stream. Uh, Thank you, though. You personally may have an alibi, but the CIA has no such alibi.
0: And the CIA responded to Putin via their New York Times media outlet in the recent article The Spy War, How the CIA Secretly Helps Ukraine Fight Putin. The article admits that the CIA, operating through three different presidential administrations, has transformed the Ukraine into Washington's most important intelligence partners against the Kremlin. They have secretly trained and equipped Ukrainian intelligence officers over the past decade and constructed a network of 12 secret bases along the Russian border used to launch cross-border attacks on Russian territory. This means the CIA is responsible for the attacks on oil refineries and energy infrastructure. The article describes secret underground command centers established near the Russian border, financed and equipped by the CIA. A CIA program called Operation Goldfish enabled Ukrainians to hack into Russian military networks, break into satellites, and decode secret conversations. Two years after the 2014 Western-backed coup in Ukraine, the CIA set up training programs for an elite Ukrainian commando force known as Unit 2245. The CIA trained Ukrainian spies who operate inside of Russia, across Europe, and in other places where Russia operates. The article points out that this operation may have been hidden from Trump. While Trump's rhetoric was friendly to Russia, his administration of anti-Russia war hawks, such as Mike Pompeo and John Bolton, kept Western aggression moving forward, which is what Putin has been pointing out for years. Presidents come and go, and the policy never changes. The article says nothing about the several bioweapons labs that the U.S. admitted to having along Russia's border. Some of these labs were seized by the Russian Federation, who say they are preparing to release a report on them, but have so far remained silent. Putin has made it clear that Russia's actions in Ukraine was in response to decades of hostile U.S.-NATO military expansion on Russian borders, and the CIA is now admitting this to be true. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
2: Well, ladies and gentlemen, here on this Friday, March 1st, 2024 edition of the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Your election headquarters, 249 days left till the presidential election. And we're supposed to believe that Vladimir Putin is this big authoritarian dictator that we all need to be afraid of. The Putin regime is the worst thing on the planet. But then what happens today? Donald Trump, the main opposition to Joe Biden politically, the Democrats politically, is in court dealing with politically motivated persecution. And then Steve Baker, a film journalist from the blaze, gets arrested by the feds put in handcuffs and anklets and perp walked. Because, you know, the Putin regime is out of control, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Putin regime that arrests journalists. It's the Putin regime that goes after its opposition. That's what the Putin regime is doing today. No, that's the Biden regime. There's never been a more corrupt administration. And I'm thinking back to Lake and Riley. And there was a vigil for Lake and Riley yesterday in Georgia. And there was something about that vigil that might stick out. There's a big difference. There's a big difference between a Lake and Riley event, and a George Floyd event, it may stick out to you. The Lake and Riley vigil yesterday. Thousands attended. Maybe tens of thousands outside of the Georgia Bulldogs football stadium. Yeah, I don't see any buildings burning. I don't see any cops being assaulted. Isn't that Strange. You don't see any violence. Now, Why is that? Well, the obvious answer is, well, Lakin's Laken's death is not being used for Democrat Party propaganda. And Lakin's death is not being used as an excuse for leftists and Democrats to engage in what are essentially terrorist attacks. On American cities. We're going to burn down all these cities. If you don't stop racism against the black people. We're going to burn down all these cities. If you don't. Defund the police. And then what happens? They burn down all the cities. And you get diversity, equity and inclusion. And you get defund the police. And then the crime rate's skyrocket because they're terrorists but there's no political motivation to turn lake and riley's death into some big political phenomenon or messenger narrative and i'm asking myself why why won't republicans seize on This opportunity, which is sad, you don't want to talk about somebody's death like this, but I mean, let's just be real about the political battlefield. Why wouldn't Republicans seize on this opportunity to make this about the open border and how it's the Democrat? I mean, I've got this clip from Biden. And let's just tee this up before I go on. Joe Biden... Debating with Bernie Sanders, this was in 2020, why do we have open borders? Why do we have tens of millions of people pouring over the southern border right now? Because this is Joe Biden running for president in clip number five.
3: We can deal with securing the border by national technical means. All the bad things are coming through ports of entry right now. We don't need a wall. And by the way, I would immediately, as president, surge to the border. I would end this notion for the first time in history that people seeking asylum have to be in squalor on the other side of the river and and, and, in desperate situation. They should be able to come to the United States and have a judgment made as whether or not they qualify. I would also surge to the border. Immigration judges make make decisions immediately. And no one, no one would be put in jail while waiting
4: for their hearing. Should undocumented immigrants arrested by local police be turned over to immigration officials?
3: No. In the first hundred days of my administration, no one, no one will be deported at all. From that point on, the only deportations that will take place are commissions of felonies in the United States of America.
4: So so to be clear, only felons get deported and everyone else In the
0: United States of
2: America and they still get released. So there's Joe Biden admitting it. Surge the border. Surge the border. Surge the border. No one will be deported. No one will be arrested. Okay, so again, why wouldn't Republicans seize on this opportunity to make this about Biden's open border and to put the blood on the hands of Joe Biden and the Biden administration and the Democrat Party? You want to know why? Because the blood is on the Republican hands, too. That's why. The blood is on Kevin McCarthy's hands. The blood is on Mike Johnson's hands. The blood is on their hands, too. Because they could have stopped this. They could have stopped this. There's a hundred ways they could have stopped this, and they didn't do it. That's why they're not making a big deal out of it. That's why they're not using this as an opportunity in an election year to, to bring... The number one issue of American voters, possibly the open border, definitely top three on every metric. The open border is top three. And why won't the Republicans make this a big deal? Because the blood is on their hands, too. They let Joe Biden do this. They let him keep the border open. They let Mayorkas keep the border open. They kept funding the government. They kept continued resolutions. They kept cutting deals. They did this, too and they know it. So they won't make, uh, uh, so, so so Lake and Riley is not going to be a George Floyd. And, and look, there, there is a level of integrity, obviously, to Republican politics where they don't want to politicize a young woman's death. There, there's obviously that too. That they have a level of integrity that the Democrats don't. That's just true. But that's your why. Why aren't there buildings burning and a cop, Uh, cops being assaulted at Lake and Riley's vigil? Well, because it's not a Democrat propaganda event. Why won't most Americans never know who Lake and Riley is? Well, because it's not a Democrat false narrative about her death. And why won't Republicans use this opportunity to try to secure the border and use it as a political narrative in a presidential election year? Well, because the blood is on their hands, too. That's why. That's why. So, today it's Lake and Riley and her family suffering. Tomorrow might be you. Then will you care? What about when it's a politician's son or daughter or loved one or family or friend? Then will they care? I mean, there was an illegal immigrant barricaded himself in in Washington, D.C., just started firing randomly, shooting police. What if he was shooting at a member of Congress, would they care then? They certainly don't care now. They want to act like they care. They don't. We all know it. Couldn't be more obvious. And now, the narrative is that Trump killed the border bill and they're trying to blame it all on Trump. The Biden Harris Twitter account. Trump pressured Republicans to kill the bipartisan border deal. Border deal. I mean what what a what a what a misrepresentation of reality. Border deal? There is no border. This deal is for Ukraine money. And Israel money. War money. This isn't about the border. Nothing nothing in the bill secures the border. <laughs> I mean you, you must think we're stupid over there at the Biden-Harris headquarters. But I guess the Biden-Harris voters are stupid, so that's who they're aiming at. Trump pressured Republicans to kill the bipartisan border deal because he didn't want Biden to have a win. A win. Well, yeah, that's a win for Biden. Funding more war and keeping the border open. Amazing. The deal would have included some of the toughest reforms in decades just total bs part of me is almost now where it's like the republicans are going to squish on this issue anyway so just give them the border deal now it's like just give the democrats the border bill and say okay 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 here you go here's your here's your so-called border bill and guess what we'll revisit the numbers in 6 months and you know what you're going to see that illegal immigration into the United States is actually on the rise? It didn't go down after the border bill. It went up. So it's, so, so now it's like they're, they're going to lose on this anyway. Mike Johnson's going to lose on this anyway. Uh, you know, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer has him on a leash. So now it's just like, okay, we're going to get raped and robbed. I mean, because that's, you know, that's just a, it's like we're, we're, we're Lake and Riley in this situation. The guy tried to rape her, allegedly, and so now they say, well, she should have just let him rape her and she'd still be alive. So I guess that's the question. Do, do we just let this Congress rape us and then maybe we survive? But that's what they're going to do anyway. So it's like, okay, fine, ha- have your border bill, steal our money, give more money to Ukraine, make, make more war around the world, get-, get, our- get our blood and treasure, put it all on the line again, screw us over again, rape us again. And then when we revisit this in six months and they say, we signed the border bill, and we'll say, yep, and illegal immigration continued to go up. Because that's exactly what's going to happen. Guarantee it damn it. So what do you have? You have a Biden administration responsible for the largest invasion in the history of the world happening at our southern border, and that's what it is. The numbers don't lie. It's the largest invasion in the history of the world. Biden's border rosa, Biden's border invasion, number one all-time invasion in world history and then you have the Biden administration arresting journalists. Well, I guess it is a it is a new month today, so I need to uh I need to submit to my monthly probation meetings and drug tests and document signing and everything else because I'm an American journalist living in the Biden regime. So that's what I do because Putin is such a dictator. Because of Vladimir Putin's dictatorship because of vladimir putin's authoritarianism i can't leave my county i have to take urine analysis tests i have to check in for probation meetings at least once a month i have to spend time in prison and then donald trump is in court today and steve baker a video journalist gets arrested today because of vladimir putin That's what the Democrats want you to believe. That's what the mainstream media wants you to believe. But I'll tell you what. If the Democrats win this election, I just don't see how they can go to November with Biden at this point. I I really don't. More comes out about Hunter Biden's testimony. There's going to be a fifth witness testifying. And... Special counsel Robert Hur in two weeks is going to have a public testimony. Hunter Biden eventually is going to have public testimony. That, I don't know if that's really going to matter much. The Hur the testimony is going to be interesting. But, but really none of that even matters because it's likely nothing will happen to the Bidens anyway. The Republicans in Congress, the vast majority of them are, are just squish pussies. So they're not going to do anything to the Biden crime family. The American people know what's up. The American people know how corrupt the Democrats are. They know how corrupt Joe Biden is. Nobody supports this guy. You can't find Biden voters anywhere They aren't crossing the southern border illegally. They don't exist. So if if, if we get to November with Biden and he wins, nobody's going to believe the results. Nobody's going to believe Joe Biden beat Donald Trump. And then they're going to say, okay, they stole it from Trump twice now. And you'll have 50, 60, 70 percent of Americans now know that elections are rigged. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Is that an execution of power over the American people just shoving it in their face? Because that's the train we're on. That's the path we're on right now. So considering that, what then do the Democrats do to remove Biden or do the Republicans do the Democrats a favor by removing Biden for him? These are the questions, but I've got all these other videos now. And, and these are voices, and these are figures and individuals you would never expect to be coming out in support of Donald Trump. And now they are. But how much of this is about supporting Donald Trump, and how much of this is about, okay, I'm no longer going to look like an idiot. I'm no longer going to look like a fool. I'm no longer going to fall for the brainwashing propaganda of the American left. Stephen A Smith, an example Stephen A. Smith will probably come out with an endorsement of Trump, <laughs> I would guess eventually and 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 you might say, well, who cares what Stephen A. Smith thinks? Well, many people probably don't care, but it's it's not even about that. It's about defeating the narrative. It's about showing that nobody likes this Biden guy, and it's about showing that, yeah, it's okay to support Donald Trump. It's okay to say so publicly. And by the way, this is about policy and results in the country, not about Trump. So this is on Stephen A. Smith's show. Again, how much of this is about supporting Donald Trump versus how much of this is I'm not buying into the Biden propaganda anymore?
3: Ladies and gentlemen, if we're being fair, if we saw Donald Trump sit down in a black household, eat fried chicken, with a father and a son, what would we say? We What would what we say? What will we say? You know folks out there would be calling it racist. Well, if it's racist for him, and I'm not saying it would be, but if it's racist for him,
2: why wouldn't it be racist for Biden? I'm not. Now, that's, of course, in response to Joe Biden showing up at a black family's house and bringing fried chicken. I mean... <laughs> You can't make this up. Joe Biden shows up. I mean, what what even is that? What even is that? It, It just shows that that's where the Democrats go when it comes to political marketing. They literally think black person fried chicken. It's like when Hillary Clinton changes her accent when she travels to the South or, or Hillary Clinton brings a bottle of hot sauce onto a popular black radio show and says, look, I carry hot sauce. I'm, I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm like black people. Jeez. Oh, black people aren't really buying it anymore, folks. Listen to this woman ranting about Barack Obama in front of a city council in clip 13.
4: Oh, absolutely! Yep. Yep. Those... Barack Obama was a plant. Yes,
5: yeah, he was. And well, want
4: to put Michelle Barack on. Obama was yes, a plant. <laughs> <laughs> he did nothing People for the black up, community. Nobody even Did he ever come back to Chicago What's with as much crime to talk to young black men? No. He doesn't give a hmm. damn. No, he doesn't. Sheesh. Barack Obama is a curse on this nation. Sheesh. So is Joe Biden. I think it's a black
6: abomination. We provided abomination. the money
4: for his <laughs> Marxist socialist programs, yes. pushing abortion in Africa so and other things. He didn't care about us. No. He didn't care. That gave rise to Trump, because Trump actually listened to us. He actually cares. Many of us, I mean, it was bad. At least Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton BS said, I feel your pain. <laughs> but this is Barack Obama didn't give a damn. He should have never been elected. Before he was elected in 2000, and, he got elected in 2008. My mother sent, may God rest her soul, letters to black churches warning them about Barack Obama. Saying he was so ungodly, I said, Mom, that's harsh. She she wrote it anyway. That's right. And everything my mother said, may God rest her soul, was right. He hates this country, but yeah. he wants to live off the fat of the land. And he is. Like the founders of Black Lives <laughs> Matter, they don't give a damn about black people. Oh, they didn't have to spend one dime to help build a black business. Mm. But... These lesbians, they
7: bought
6: homes exactly. in predominantly white neighborhoods. Yes. See, they say they have She is going in. She is spinning so there you go, uh, man.
2: Look, there, there's in. content like this all over the Internet, okay? I, I could do a whole three-hour show showing you content like this. And it's from, it, it's from mostly black Americans that, that aren't even typically political. They, they don't even necessarily do politically-based content. But everybody has been affected by the Biden regime and the Democrat Party politics and policies. Everybody's seen it now. They're done. They're done. So it's not even necessarily about support of Donald Trump. Yes, Donald Trump has record-level support and voter enthusiasm, most in American history. But, but more people are now just so disgusted and disturbed by the Democrat Party and the fake news media – that they're going to vote in response to, to trying to get that taste out of their mouth. So how do the Democrats deal with it politically? They can't register 10 million illegal immigrants tomorrow before the 2024 election. Yeah, Biden's their nominee on the path to getting that right now. But they have to be aware that Biden is a massive vulnerability in a presidential election. And then the Republicans... Do they remove him? Doing the Democrats a favor? I mean, this is, well, it's March 2024, first day of March. And uh, boy, I feel like we're mid-season. Mid-season for a presidential election. All right, we're going to come back. I think I'm going to open up the phone lines. I think we're going to take a lot of calls today on a Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, remember to support us by shopping at infowarsstore.com. I've had a bit of a long day. The reason why I'm dressed in casual Friday attire. I had a lot of stuff going on at the old destroyer household today. A lot of repairmen, electricians, and technicians. The whole thing is basically like the Gaza Strip. Uh, So basically, I didn't really have time to prepare myself. I had to run in here and didn't have time to uh, do my hair or anything. But I did have time for a drink of Turbo Force Plus. Always have time for that. Turbo Force Plus, 10 hours of clean energy. One scoop. That's all it takes. One scoop of Turbo Force Plus, 10 hours of clean energy from Infowarsstore.com. You combine that with the Brain Force Plus or the Brain Force Ultra. That's what I do every day for a three hour show. By the way, they're both 40% off. Both 40% off right now at Infowarsstore.com. And, you know, I was thinking about it, too, as I was uh, tuned into the Alex Jones show earlier, listening to the show while I was doing a bunch of housework and talks about how, you know, we we fund this place ourselves. And that's true. We're totally independently funded with, with this crew and this audience. And I'm thinking, you know, you look at how big of a product and this is not a plug or a promotion, but but you, you think about how big of a product Red Bull is, okay? Huge brand. I, I mean, how, how much money does Red Bull make a, a year, guys? Maybe even maybe even sh- show me these numbers. And I'm thinking about this. Our 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 product, Turbo Force Plus, is better than Red Bull healthier than red bull i mean we should be able to fund this entire operation just off turbo force plus that's how good it is but it's oh because it's alex jones and Infowars. it's like i mean this stuff should be sold on every shelf at every grocery store it should be a mainstay it should be bigger than red bull it tastes better than red bull it's healthier than red bull it has a better intended effect than red bull i don't know why i'm ranting about this it's just all the products are so good. But energy drinks are, are, are like a, a huge top seller. Everybody's drinking energy drinks. We we literally have the best energy drink. We should be able to fund this whole thing with just that one product alone. That's how good it is. But I'm I'm ranting to the audience that already knows that. So find out for yourself if you don't already. Turboforce plus InfowarsStore.com. 40% off right now. All right. I'm going to get out the phone line. I got a, I got a, so much news. I'm going to pepper in news. I'm going to pepper in calls. We're kind of going to do just a classical talk radio show uh, for you today. Oh, and then coming up in the third hour, we're going to have another Knights of the InfoWars roundtable. Harrison Smith and Chase guys are going to be in studio. And, and who knows, when these things happen, somehow Alex Jones um, finds a way to gravitate to the news desk himself. I'm surprised he uh, hasn't already with the power of this hat that I have on. So the number, though, 877-789-2539, 877-789-2539. Open lines today. So uh, whatever you want to call in about, uh, just let the call screener know. We'll put it on the board, and I'll take the most interesting calls. You want to know something that's absolutely crazy? You know, maybe I should, maybe I should wait for this one. Because it deserves a deeper response and analysis. But have you heard about this Diddy situation? Okay, well, we've been kind of avoiding that, but uh, perhaps, perhaps we'll get into that. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that when I have a little bit more time. Let's pick up and put down a couple other stories here instead. Matt Gates. man, do I love Matt Gates? Maybe the top of the leaderboard right now when it comes to House Republicans, is Matt Gates, and he's right on 100 percent right here speaking at CPAC.:
8: We shouldn't have
9: any foreign aid to any other country without corresponding cuts to our own bloated federal budget. If you want to send aid to Israel, fine. Pay for it by defunding the United Nations. I want the U.N. to be zeroed out in our budget. The U.S. should
7: be out of the
8: U.N. And the U.N. should be out of the U.S.
7: Yeah.
2: Preaching. I'm telling you, this is the new right. This is the new right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Matt Gates. It is Marjorie Taylor Greene. It is Donald Trump. It's you. It's me. It's the new populist, nationalist, America first, common sense movement. It's inevitable. It's here. That is the type of rhetoric it's going to take to win as a Republican moving forward. Right there. Right there. And once the McAuster is complete, and McConnell and McDaniel are gone, once the new right really establishes itself as the leaders of the Republican Party, that's what it's going to take to get elected. And it's really just common sense. Why do we spend all this money on the U.N.? Why do we spend all this money on Ukraine? Why do we spend all this money on NATO? Why do we spend all this money on Israel? It's the same question. It's the same answer. It's all stolen money. It's all money that gets stolen from we, the people. You want to talk about taxation without representation? There's four examples right there. Four big, beautiful examples. Here's a little comedy for you here's a uh well I don't know it's uh it's a dude dressed like a woman pretending to be a priest is the best way I could describe this says says his piece during a city council meeting it's clearly a dude and then gets mad when is addressed in an improper way this is clip nine.
10: Weigh the, weigh the
9: freedoms of your constituents with the fact that we haven't had another mass shooting in Florida since Parkland since we passed Thank you, these sir. gun reforms.
11: Thank you,
2: sir.
9: It's ma'am. Thank you. <laughs> Did you see his face?
2: I mean, these people are a joke. It's ma'am. Dude, you're like, you're six foot three, 230 pounds with a five o'clock shadow, bro. You're a dude. But I I guess you've taken enough uh, injections into your breasts that you you have male breasts now. You, You have male boobs. You have moobs. Not a good look for you, but you still look like a dude. My goodness. My goodness. That's what we deal with from the American left. And that's just like the lighter side of it. That's just the lighter side of it. Letitia James, the the left has been caught again. Masterpiece Cake Shop, a Colorado bakery, refused to make a customer a cake when they found out it was to celebrate her transition. This is a New York attorney general commenting on a Colorado case. Well, it turns out the cake that she's referencing, that the Colorado bakery refused to cake... Uh, it was a cake with a figure of Satan licking a big dildo on it. Literally, it had Satan licking a dildo on it. And the, and the, and the Colorado bakery said, uh, no, thank you. And the New York Attorney General says, how dare you? How dare you not bake a Satan cake with a dildo on it? That's liberalism for you. Well, I'd say it's nice to have Governor Ron DeSantis back from the desk of the governor. Today, I signed HB 117, authorizing the public release of grand jury documents like those in the Jeffrey Epstein case. Nobody should be above the law, regardless of wealth, status or connections. The public deserves to know who participated in Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking operation. And the survivors deserve justice. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. Nice to have you back. Speaking of governors, Trump was at the southern border with Greg Abbott. And, and you know, it, it is what it is. It's, it's, the, it's the old guard Republicans. I don't think the future of the conservative nationalist populist movement is going to do what Laura Ingram or Sean Hannity has done to Donald Trump. If, if I'm still in the political media when I'm fifty years old and I'm interviewing a president or a presidential candidate, I would never do what the one that I support that I want to win It's not about lacking integrity as a journalist. it's about I would never set them up and I don't understand why Ingram and Hannity set Donald Trump up with questions to lose with it's It's actually pathetic. And, and Hannity and Ingram have both done it. And Trump continues to go on their shows. But I'm I'm just ranting about it. Well, Hannity gets Trump to talk about Governor Greg Abbott as a potential vice presidential candidate. And now people are freaking out. Oh, this is horrible. We can't have Trump with, with Abbott. Just relax. Trump is not going to choose Greg Abbott for his vice president. Okay, so I wouldn't be too worried about that. But Hannity sets him up with that question on the spot. He sets him up with the revenge question, just like Ingram did. It's just, it's it's sabotage. I don't get it. But there you have it. All right, I'm going to take some calls here. The Wars War Room, your election headquarters. Brought to you by Infowarsstore.com. We have Chris in Georgia. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of Georgia, uh Fanny Willis, uh that, that hearing going down again today. Boy, she looks defeated. She looks defeated, disheveled. She's an embarrassment in the courtroom today. Chris in Georgia, you're on the air. Go ahead.
12: Hey, Owen, how are you doing today? Hey, good. All right. I I moved I, I'm from Tampa. I moved uh a little small town about five years ago and you know I had no trouble for like twelve years you know been clean you know no trouble and I move up here about two years ago a state trooper pulls me over and he got mad because I asked you know for a supervisor because his attitude he tried snatching me out of the car Didn't work, so I got on my own. He panicked, pulled his gun. All
7: right, all right. I'm
12: going to need you to cut to
2: the chase here. This isn't personal story time. What's the deal?
12: Small towns go unchecked with their police, their troopers, their board. Everything is corrupt, and something needs to change.
7: People well, look,
12: I, I, I,
2: thank you for the call, Chris. I, I had a friend that get, got pulled over for doing two over the speed limit the other day. So, yeah, I, I mean, look, it's just the harassment of U.S. citizens for petty bullcrap and, and during for victimless offenses, yeah, it needs to stop. Illegals come across the border, rape, kill, and then get released. So, yeah, totally agree. All right, let's go to Tom in California. Tom, you're on the air. Go ahead.
13: You hear me? Yes. Oh, good. Thanks for the turbo force, man. That stuff's been bouncing my brain around like a BB in a Coke can.
2: <laughs> You're supposed to only take <laughs> so one anyways, scoop.
13: I was only taking, I took like a half a scoop the first day and I was freaking flying.
2: Yeah, that'll happen. That'll happen.
13: <laughs> so, anyway, about the food supply. I've been fishing here for 35 years in California and they got it pinned down so we can barely even make. Mix- You know, they're just not letting us access the resources anymore, and it goes along with the same with the Fannie, or uh, Letitia James, and the meat industry, and I think this Texas fire has something to do with it. I think uh, Harrison was discussing that a little bit this morning, too. I'm really concerned about where we're going.
2: Well, we've got China buying up a bunch of farmland, Bill Gates buying up a bunch of farmland. We see the move to centralize the food supply and production. That's a huge issue, so... I mean some people are some people are starting farms themselves, they're 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 becoming part owners, like share owners of a farm. Uh they're they're people are trying to find local farmers, farmers markets. I mean that's the ticket.
13: And they're gonna try to make it illegal,
2: but I mean you have Amos Miller defending his rights to farm in uh Pennsylvania courtroom.
13: Here in our central valley this last year in the rice growing season, those guys had a hell of a time getting uh fertilizer too to plant the ponds.
2: Yeah, there was a fertilizer, a fertilizer shortage. That, yeah,
13: yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very real, very, very real.
2: Well, they claim that farming is now adding to global warming, and you know, a cow fart is going to, you know, cause the sun to blow up or something. I, you know, who knows with these leftist morons? I,
13: I was happy to see about Alex mentioned in uh, the first book, "A uh, War for the World," the uh, about about them using the whale as as a weapon against the fishy, fisheries.
2: Well, you know, the whales are gay now. Did you see that? I've oh never boy. Seen a
14: gay whale. Oh, Tom.
2: Well, somebody's seen a gay whale. I'm not even kidding. It was mainstream news. Gay whales seen uh, having sex. They claim.
13: I actually, in all my years on the ocean, I've only seen whales having sex one time, and it was pretty amazing.
2: Well, that's a little too much information, but i at least so. So, but now the the chemicals in the water are turning the whales gay. <laughs> Think about that. Think about that. A frog is a, is a small animal. A frog is a small animal. It wouldn't take many of those chemicals to turn maybe the frog gay. It's a tiny creature. A whale, these are the biggest creatures on the planet. Think about how many chemicals they're hitting us with to turn the whales gay. Do
6: you imagine? You know how
2: many parts per billion the ocean it would take of that stuff? humpback whales photographed having gay sex for the first time i mean the whole thing is probably bullcrap anyway
13: where was that supposedly at
2: a liberal's wet dream <laughs> thank you be careful out there tom if you see a beached whale just don't give it any atrazine all right let's go to bart in missouri bart you're on the air go ahead
13: Yes, sir, I want to talk about this, this lady that was murdered at the University of Georgia by a, an illegal alien migrant. Yes, Lake and, and Riley, they, yes. Yeah, they said that he beat her to death, but I think they're covering up the fact that he raped her after he killed her. They can't let that get out.
2: Well, here's the mystery, obviously, is what what was the motive, right? What was the motive? And they, I think they tried to kind of explain that By saying that or insinuating that he tried to rape her. She fought back and that's why she died. And so then they were like blaming her for that. I don't even want to touch that one. But so that would that would mean that there was at least an attempted rape that she fought back. And then he ended up just beating her. I don't know. Maybe after he killed her, he ran away.
13: Yeah, well, the motive was was uh, raping the woman, so I seriously doubt that he didn't. And they, if this is really true, what I'm saying, they cannot have this out that they have ne- necrophilia on top of uh, murder.
2: Yeah, that would um, that would take one of the one of the darkest stories and make it even darker.
13: And the final thing I have to say is, I just ordered some X two from a father down in Florida. He's having some health problems, and um, we're gonna get him hooked on it.
2: Survival Shield X2, InfowarStore.com, one of the groundbreaking products that we fund ourselves with. Thank you for that, Bart.
13: Thank you. 1776, y'all. All All right, what are the odds that one mother
2: has two preteen transgender children? Contemplate that while you listen to her testimony in front of the Kansas State House in
15: Clip 8. Oh! My name is Elise Flatland. I have been a resident of Kansas for the last 20 purple years. Hair. I have four children, I think that's two girls, two boys. My oldest is my transgender daughter, and my youngest is an 11-year-old transgender boy. Both of, my boys, both of my children have been diagnosed with gender dysphoria, and both are currently receiving gender-affirming care. In other words, you brainwashed them. Through this care, Child abuse. my husband and my consent has always been required. They have asked my children what they envision their bodies looking like as an adult. And never once did they mention surgery to my children. We are well aware of what is going on with our children. It is not the government's job to decide on the best medical care for citizens. Treating gender dysphoria. Actually, I look closer, she has rainbow hair dye. Has widely accepted guidelines for care. It does not need to be scrutinized by non medical experts in government. All parents make non reversible choices for their children. I make choices every day that will affect my children's future. That is my job as a mother. It is my responsibility to work with medical professionals and decide what is best for the health of my children. I am outraged that this is even a discussion I have to have. The mental, emotional, and social well-being of transgender children suffers when their medical care is threatened. These children deserve to live their lives with dignity, dignity, confidence, and pride. Thank you.
2: What are the odds that a woman has two... Preteen transgender children? Something like one in 10 million, maybe? Well, that woman claims that uh, she has two transgender children. Of course, we know what this really means. That means that she is brainwashing her children. That means that she is abusing her children into the transgender cult ideology, in my view. But it's shocking that that would even be up for debate. She says, I can't believe I have to come here and defend sexual mutilation of children. I can't believe I have to come here and defend my right as a mother to destroy my children's mind and body. Oh, well, I I, I can't believe that I even have to have a debate that that's immoral or not. Oh, I'm sure you're a great mother that has two transgender kids. I mean, that's fully natural, I'm sure. How about even a better question? What would be the odds of a mother having two transgender children in the year 1850? What would be the odds of a mother having two transgender children in the year 1750? What would be the what would be the odds of a mom having two preteen transgender children in 1950? Um one in the number doesn't even exist because it wouldn't happen. But now all of a sudden you have all these trans kids, trans kid activists. That's not natural. That's called propaganda. That's called cult behavior. That's called brainwashing. That's called child abuse. And they just get right up to the podium. And they talk about how they want to abort their kids, how they want to genitally mutate their kids. I mean, my goodness. All right, we're taking your calls on a Friday transmission. The InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com, your election headquarters. We got some more videos to play. We also have um, some funny stuff coming up. We have some crazy stuff coming up. We also have Chase Geyser and Harrison Smith going to be joining me in studio coming up. First, let's go back to the phone lines. We've got Tricks calling in from Connecticut. Tricks, you're on the air. Go ahead. A bone.
11: Howdy. Oh, uh, man. Hey, uh rumor up here uh, is that uh, since Jill Biden has been uh, coming up here a lot to Connecticut. I don't know if anybody's, like, tracking where she's been or whatever and how Joe's made multiple uh, trips up here to Connecticut. Uh, the LOB up here, which is the legislative office building, with uh, a bunch of the Democrats who I've talked to recently, is saying that they're actually grooming um, – Governor Ned Lamont for the VP position. Whatever that means, I was just wanted to hear what your opinion is on this because uh, apparently Obama's favorite governor, and you can look this up, it's all over the place, was originally Malloy who uh, preceded uh, Ned Lamont. Now, what my understanding is, is that some of these meetings that they've been having behind closed doors have had both of those individuals behind them and that they're they're attempting to possibly get Ned Lamont to run as a VP.
2: Well, you don't run as a VP, but but I I, I guess I get what you're saying. Um, if Obama is pulling the strings of all of this, then my guess is Obama eventually pulls Joe Biden off the stage because you can't really have a different vice president than Kamala Harris. I, I don't know how how do you how do you rid Biden of Kamala Harris at this point.
11: One of the discussions was that if they were to do it under the 25th or any of these other type of like pulling anybody off the stage, would it be potentially possibility to remove Kamala versus Biden? And then at the last point in time, switch this summer to who the presidential candidate would be. And that's why I'm asking for your opinion on this, because there's a lot of chat up here right now about Ned Lamont. Pulling into that VP position, whoever it would be for the presidential candidate.
2: Well, if they replace Joe Biden and Harris, then that might be the case. But I, I don't think I don't I don't see how they separate the Biden Harris ticket without doing too much damage to the campaign at this point. So um, I don't know. I haven't heard too much about that. Uh, thanks for the call, Tricks. Let's go to KC in Alabama. KC, you're on the air. Go ahead.
14: Hey, how's it going, man? Good. So main thing I want to talk about is a man named Alfredo Bowman. Uh, His nickname was Dr. Stevie. Some people call him Stevie. But he, during his lifetime, he figured out that all disease is related and it's all connected through mucus. So whether it's AIDS, uh, pneumonia, cancer, uh, bronchitis, It's all mucus in different parts of the body that is is taken over. And one thing he figured out at the age of around 30 years old was that we should be putting high alkaline in our bodies to reverse the acidic effects that we have. And he cured people like Michael Jackson, uh, John Travolta, Steven Seagal. Not sure what he cured them of, but the Supreme Court brought him... They brought a case against him uh, because he was practicing medicine without a license. And he won his Supreme Court case against the the older New York attorney general. Not sure who it was. uh, But he brought 77 patients that had a previous diagnosis and that had a post-diagnosis that showed whatever symptoms or disease they had, they no longer had. 77 people to court. So my my main purpose of this call is I hope if any doctors are listening to this or any good researchers that we can dig into this man's story and truly help our families and friends out.
2: Well, look, we've been lied to mostly about diet and health. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the FDA will tell you not to drink raw cow milk, and I've not really been a big milk drinker my entire life. I started drinking raw milk a couple months ago, now I'm hooked on the stuff. I mean, it's like the best stuff ever. They'll tell you not to drink raw eggs. I drink 12 a day. Best decision I've ever made. So, but that's just stuff you can consume that they don't want you to consume. Then you deal with the stuff they put in the food supply. Then you deal with the medical industrial complex that wants you to be sick because that's how they profit. I mean, it just goes on and on. And you know, it's funny too. South Park is so ahead of its time that it's kind of unreal that it's just this comedy show, but they had such crazy foresight with it all. They did an episode of, uh, well, the, the name of the episode, I believe it's, uh, I believe it's called, yeah, Proper Condom Use is the name of the episode. But, but the episode is actually about children getting diagnosed with ADD and how the whole thing is just a scam. So that the pharmaceutical companies can make money. And and that's what it is. it is. They come up with all this different crap that they probably cause with the diet. They cause all these health problems with the modern diet. And then their solution is to put this pill in front of you that you have to buy that doesn't address the root cause. It just addresses the symptoms momentarily. So, yeah, I mean... That, that, that That's like a whole broadcast to get into all the lies about health and how we've been deceived and, and how there's real cures that they cover up. There's real root causes that they cause. Absolutely, Casey. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Dirk in New York. Dirk, you're on the air.
7: Go ahead.
5: Hey, Owen. Um, you know, I, just a real quick thing about Trump is I like him. But he's the ultimate boomer in a way. He talks to 60 Minutes. He talks to Sean Hannity. He thinks Israel is our greatest ally. Um, so, you know, that kind of limits my uh, optimism with the guy. Um, and, you know, and other is like, you know, Sean Hannity with the CIA pin, I mean, you know, it's just Project Mockingbirds, like, in everyone's face. And, you know, I mean, I can't watch him, but a lot of people do. Um, it's, it just makes me wonder about, you know, where everyone's heads at, you know? Um curious of your thoughts. The other thing is, um, you know how uh the term white people is like a pejorative now, it's like a bad word. Um you know, very quickly. You know, well let's what does white mean now at this point? White means uh someone who has white skin and isn't Jewish. So, um this is really <laughs> an attack on Christians.
2: Yeah, it's you know, obviously it's not about exactly skin color. That that that's that's an interesting point. I try to talk about that. I mean, it's a it's a hard thing to put into words, but like, it's not even about skin color. It's about something else. It's about something else that they assume about you, and it's not even about your skin color anymore.
5: It's anti-Christian, you know. And another, you talk about anti-Christian. Look at Pennsylvania, Guy Shapiro. He made a whole his whole name off of uh, BA, bringing you know. A, just smearing the Catholic Church, not bringing charges against the Catholic Church. That, those were all out the window. That, not, that nothing materialized in that. Just smearing it. And, and, yeah, so this is, this is a – I think if people don't call this out and stop it, it could go to a bad, very bad place. You know, and, and the country's not getting any better.
2: Well, look, when, when you talk about Trump, I, I, I mean, look, I, you can be a political purist all day long. But then when you are a political purist, you're never going to like anybody in politics. It's simple as that. And that's fine. That should be how our system works. It's a system of self-government. So you should be governing your own life. I like it. But uh, we're oh, far and I, from I that, like Dirk. And, and I thank you for the call. So look, I understand plenty of issues with Trump, plenty of reasons to not like him or not support him, except who else you got? I mean, clearly, we're in a much better position with Trump as the president. You you can assume even the worst about him, and that's still the case. All right, let's take another call. Let's go to Lionel in New York. Lionel, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey,
12: uh, Owen? Yes. Hey, this is Linial. uh First, of all,
2: first of all,
16: sorry. Austin go ahead, Millennial. First and foremost, thank you for your public service, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, you know, doing going doing your thing out there, you know, protesting in, like in 2020. Um, and uh, just first and foremost, I just want to start off with just appreciating you. Uh, and well, I, I, you. look, I, I do
2: appreciate that. I really do. And and since you bring that up, I, I just got to say, I, I was thinking about even pulling up the clips when I came on air, when I went on other shows, Tim Pool shows, whatever. And I said, look, I am the precedent setting case if they can arrest me and incarcerate me a journalist for speech then that's just the first domino to fall and then we what have we seen since two other journalists have now been charged and and steve baker was just um arrested today so i was the press that said in case they got away with it now they're going after other journalists it's only going to get worse from here
16: yeah and i just want you know i want to, I want to appreciate you for that because you know not a, lot of, not a lot of people are are conscious of of this of the state of, of of affairs that we're in right now. And so my point couple of points, I just pay kind of piggyback on Casey, uh, Dr. Sevi was an Honduran from Honduras, and he, unfortunately, his undoing was, unfortunately, pneumonia as well, which is kind of messed up because he had too much cash. Uh, it's pretty stupid and petty how they try to tackle him and take him out, unfortunately. But the reason for my call today is it's regarding the, the invasion with the Venezuelans coming through the border coming to areas like texas florida new york california and i just i just want to you know elaborate furthermore first and foremost i'm puerto rican so a lot of the narco trafficking states are within puerto rico cuba dominican republic colombia venezuela all these triangles so to speak of this trade and so the, the issue at hand here is that we have gangs that specifically agua, Uh, Which is a Venezuelan gang coming through the border, along with a lot of these cartel uh, factions that are coming through the border. And and in Puerto Rican culture, unfortunately, because it's democratically led, there's a lot of this glorification as well in our culture. And that's part of the issue why I wanted to reach out because, you know, being part of that minority group, I'm a conservative, right wing Puerto Rican, which is kind of uncommon coming from a Democratic state. You know, there's a lot of sleeping sheeps, and, 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 and they're not even educated, which is part of the problem. There's a lot of cognitive dissonance, and it's because they don't want to educate themselves or try to look behind or be on the box that they are keeping their self, they keep themselves in. So a lot. Uh, with that being said, a lot of this stuff just has to do with indoctrination from the Democratic Party, unfortunately. Well, right, everybody's to starting to realize that,
2: and the Democrats know that their, their messaging is starting to fail as well. You, you bring up the illegal immigration issue. I mean, just look at some of this news that I have today. And thank you for the call. Undocumented immigrant arrested for rape of juvenile and armed robbery. The Kenner Police Department announces the arrest of Angel Matias Castellanos Orellana, 19 years old, an undocumented Honduran national. Armed robbery, first degree rape, aggravated battery and assault. On a 14-year-old girl okay two additional teens arrested in the fatal shooting of a two-year-old in Langley Park one of the individuals 25-year-old Nilsen Granados Trejo and they can't say illegal immigrant so what they say now is no fixed address No fixed address. So your euphemism for illegal immigrant has just dropped. No fixed address. Two-year-old girl shot and killed. And an individual of no fixed address. So illegal immigrant rapes a girl. Illegal immigrant kills a girl. (sighs) Here's another one. Santo Felix Cruz Ramos, he is from Honduras and is in our country illegally. He was arrested this week for allegedly raping a woman. But he's classified as white in his arrest record. Huh. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. D.C. barricade suspect. Shot three cops. Illegal immigrant. Had an active deportation order. Was ignored by the Biden administration. ERO Boston arrests Guatemalan National. Convicted of child sexual assault in Massachusetts. And he was caught and he was released. And then he raped a girl. Raped a young girl. And now the things are so bad in San Diego, this is where the main illegal immigration port of entry hub is, is in San Diego. And so now they're getting a bunch of money and they're putting up a bunch of camps. So get ready for that. If you're in San Diego, you're about to have an illegal immigrant city popping up and they'll say, eh, it's just temporary. It's not. Just like the temporary one in New York. They have a huge, massive illegal immigrant facility. And then they also have multiple hotels that the illegal immigrants now own. Well, they might as well own it. I mean, they don't pay for the rent. You do. The government does. So it's, you know, you, you, can, you, can, you can afford all of this. You can afford all the illegal immigrants coming in, and you can afford to feed them three times a day and make sure they have a safe roof over the head. Plenty of security. Plenty of security. A nice, strong border security. It's Very nice for that. Here's Elon Musk responding to it. Dams are bursting all over the country. America is only 4% of Earth's population. If only 1% of the rest of Earth moves here, that would crush all essential services. I am ringing the alarm bell because the flood of illegals is crushing the country. And, of course, he's right. And, of course, he's right. He also calls out the mainstream media attacking... Donald Trump for the failure of the border bill and Elon Musk replies saying people who get their news from legacy TV will live in a fake reality. Those so-called toughest reforms in the border bill would have made invasion level migration permanent. That diabolical border bill deserved to die and shame on those who supported it. And again, it's all Democrat party propaganda. They call it a border bill. It has nothing to do with border security. Just like Elon Musk says, all the border bill does is make permanent illegal immigration l- legal. That's all it does. And then gives hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, it's not a border bill at all. Maybe a Ukraine border bill. Maybe an Israeli expansion bill. It's not a national security bill. They lie. They lie about everything, just like they lied about the vaccine Senator Ron Johnson is looking to talk to any doctors and vaccine-injured individuals. He says, happy to repost anytime a doctor is acknowledging COVID vaccine injuries. Thank you, Dr. Dean Patterson and Dr. Aseem Melhorta. Oh, but it's safe and effective. And all those conspiracy theorists tell you not to get the vaccine. and uh, It's going to be a winner of death and destruction for them. Uh Not so much, not so much. In fact, there was this viral tweet from this huge vaccine cultist, like four vaccines, still wears the masks. And she goes out. I think she was either traveling on an airplane or she goes out to eat. She she has since locked all her social media and she posts her positive COVID test. And she said, four booster shots and two masks everywhere I go. And this is the cost when not everybody engages in public health concerns. No, it's the vaccines and the masks that made you sick. You, Well, you're a lost cause at this point. All right, let's take another call here. Let's go to Mike in Connecticut. Mike, you're on the air. Go ahead.
17: Hello? Yes, go ahead, Mike. Okay, so I have my own theory on what's going to happen in the election. Okay. i switched over to my phone so you can hear me better. Um, I've said this to people before, and they kind of laugh at me, but what I, what you you asked the question earlier, how are they going to get rid of Kamala? And it all goes together. So we haven't heard from Hillary Clinton in a while, right? She's been laying low. So I think mm, she's
2: popped up here and there. She just did the karaoke. Yeah. Did you not
17: see the karaoke? Yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing. She pops up here and there. Um, so what she's been doing is she's been waiting for all the goldfish to forget about, you know, the, the Russia gate and the, and the smashed cell phones and all this stuff. At the very last moment, <clears throat> when Joe Biden drops out, she's going to come in and she's going she's gonna to sell herself as, like, the sane person. Oh, Trump was bad and Biden was bad. And I'm going to come in and save the country. And that way, too, she can bring in her own VP and they can get rid of Kamala Harris that way. All right.
2: Okay. Now, now, look, you're you're not the first person to bring up Hillary Clinton to me just today. I've had multiple people bring up Hillary Clinton running today. And, you know, I, I think that we all kind of we all kind of fall for this thing. It's like, you know, Hillary Clinton is is like, um, you know, gonorrhea or, or, or syphilis or something. You just can't get rid of her. Yeah. And so. that's it. She's like flaring up again, and, and we all kind of see that, that there's this bitter old crank, this bitter old corrupt bitch, who just who just has to be the first woman president. She just has to be involved. She just has to be there. But I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't see how do they run Hillary against Trump again? She already lost to him once. Nobody can stand that that decrepit looking old woman.
17: The normies they forget. They forgot all the bad stuff, and they're. They're going to run her so very last minute. There's not going to be time to remind everybody about all the bad stuff that she did.
2: I don't think so. I don't think so. She's not even on the no. map of the Vegas oddsmakers for for the Democrat nomination.
17: And that's that's the point. She's going to come in as a surprise candidate out of nowhere, and she'll. I don't. I doubt it's going to be Michelle. It's probably going to be Lamont. I mean, not Lamont. It's probably going to be Gavin. Um you know, because Hillary—I mean, the, you know, Hillary and the Clintons. I mean, Hillary and the Obamas—they don't really get along very well. And also, you know, Hillary cl- killed uh, the chefs over there. And they don't want to—they don't want to bring attention to you know her killing their chef. So, Wait, well, that was the Obama chef. What, 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 what Hillary was on the scene. No, no, I'm saying Hillary's not going to pick Michelle because then that will bring attention to the whole chef right, well,
2: story again. I, I'm hearing Hillary Clinton's name, but I'm not—I'm not buying it. I'm not—I'm not—I'm not buying it. I'm not sold on it. All right, I have not, I don't think mentioned this at all until today. But there is a wild story developing with a Diddy lawsuit. The uh, famous hip-hop, formerly Puff Daddy, then P. Diddy, and then just Diddy. And um, now there's, there's lawsuits now piling up, and, and some of the details inside of these are, are, are some of the craziest stuff ever. And then people are going back and they're looking at other clips from Diddy and, and Meek Mill and Usher and, and most of these people you probably never heard of unless you're into to, to hip-hop. But let me just play this breakdown of it and then kind of give you another follow-up analysis and, and why this is significant. So, so here's, here's a brief breakdown of uh, this, this Diddy lawsuit phenomenon.
18: Where they're talking about this being a criminal enterprise that's all feeding towards this one individual's uh, depravity of wanting drugs and sex and rock and roll and everything in between, that everyone seemed to know and go out and facilitate what Sean Diddy Combs wanted. Even in part of these allegations or these complaints, they call his chief of staff, the Ghislaine Maxwell, to P. Diddy's uh, Jeffrey Epstein, saying that this is a total sexual enterprise to feed into uh, his desires.
19: We have sexual Assault allegations. We have sexual harassment allegations relating to what he deems to be an employment relationship. We have um, allegations that Sean Combs and his son were involved in a shooting, and that he was told to cover up, that helped to cover up that shooting with the police, that he was told to lie to police. We have that he was groomed to engage in intercourse with another man, with other men. We also have uh, these really serious sex trafficking allegations that they were eliciting underage sex workers bringing them across state lines and rico racketeering allegations which mean in furtherance of a criminal enterprise that relates to drug use uh, and the solicitation of sex workers
3: does he get cover this is a civil suit Does he get cover for acknowledging his behavior in criminal activities, or does he say it was all forced?
19: That's what I found to be so interesting about this. He actually admits in this complaint that he lied to police officers, and he's just saying that he was under the manipulation, the fear of threat and intimidation by Combs. So that's not necessarily enough to save you if there were to be a criminal inquiry down the line.
18: So it's a
3: risk to kind of thicken out the situation, because now there could be an after effect. He could get a settlement here or he could go to trial and win this and then wind up having his own legal problems. A
19: lot of these allegations are criminal in nature, although this is a civil complaint, so presumably if it were right. investigated and deemed to have some veracity, there
18: would be more to this. So, but this is based on sex trafficking allegations as well as claims that are criminal in nature. For me, I'm thinking SDNY, that being the southern district of, Manha- of New York, right here in Manhattan, they're probably looking at these allegations and thinking where are the videos, where are these still shots that we're seeing in these complaints, and can we investigate it to see if there's more here potentially criminal charges Now his allegation is combs forced
3: him to solicit sex workers and underage girls for sex okay but also drugged him sexually assaulted
18: him and groomed him to have sex with other men. So if you see me looking down, I'm looking down at the 73-page complaint that was filed yesterday. In terms of allegations of celebrities, we're talking about Cuba Gooding Jr. being shown through still photos of what the complainant says they have videos of, of groping him. There are allegations of P. Diddy um, touching the genitalia and anus of the complainant. And also, if you look to the complaint here, there's a few Easter eggs here where it says the rapper redacted on Mr. Combs's yacht consorting with underage girls uh, and sex workers. And you look down to the redaction. It says, well, the person is a Philly rapper who dated uh, Nicki Minaj. I think that may be Meek Mills. It also says an r and singer redacted in Mr. Combs' Los Angeles home, consorting with underage girls and sex workers. you go down to the redaction it says he's a Grammy award winning r and singer who had trouble with law enforcement after assaulting a Bayesian billionaire. I don't know who's a billionaire from Barbados that we know that dated someone. That sounds like Chris Brown. So there's a lot of big names here, both as Easter eggs and also just on the front pages of these allegations.
19: Wow, just huge. Now, the lawsuit- also claims the misconduct happened during the creation of diddy's latest album the love album and is seeking as we've mentioned 30 million dollars the suit not only names the mogul but includes his son and universal music group claiming there is an alleged rico enterprise to enable his misconduct explain why the lawsuit goes beyond diddy and what's kind of at stake here
18: this along with cassie's uh lawsuit that you talked about earlier that was settled reads a lot like what we saw in the r kelly case in the edny
2: so that that gives you a, a pretty general summary but there there's other huge names in this now what's 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 more interesting since this lawsuit document has dropped is people have been going back in time and and pulling clips from old TV interviews and radio interviews. They have been pulling social media posts um, from from all kinds of individuals in the hip-hop community, and they're connecting the dots and saying, oh, this is what he really meant, and oh, this is what was really going on, or oh, oh, this is why he said this. In, including from Kanye West, who was basically subtly calling this stuff out just a year ago, basically spilling the beans on all of this, but but not naming names or going into detail, just just basically saying, yeah, this is how it really goes. And also, there's always been, you know, you can call it a rumor, but anybody who's really followed hip hop or 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 rap since the '90s knows. It's always been kind of an ongoing conspiracy theory or rumor, whatever you want to say that basically, if you want to be successful in the rap game, then you gotta get down on your knees and you know take care of somebody. you gotta bend over and receive, and there are multiple instances where this is even put into certain rap songs, uh maybe most famously d m x talking about all the homos in the rap game uh others have rapped about how they're not going to be successful in the rap game because they won't commit sodomy or oral sex on on the bigger names in rap and hip-hop so okay but what what's what's the point so what so all all these all these rappers r&b hip-hop artists so they're all gay so they're all sucking each other off and and Putting it in the exit hole. So, so, but what's the story here? The story is that it's just like our politics. It's all controlled with blackmail, sexual blackmail. And you can't get in and you can't be successful until you reach a certain level of the sexual blackmail totem pole. And so that's why they're saying, oh, was Diddy like a... Epstein of the R&B, or was Diddy like the Maxwell of the R&B rap community? I mean, folks, this stuff, I, I, I chose to just spend a segment on this, and I don't want to go too much into it because it's, it, it really is more of a cultural entertainment thing. But but it, it, that's why people are saying this is like the Epstein-Maxwell of entertainment. And and but, but what's so crazy about it is when you go and you look back on all the stuff, it, it all makes sense it's like everything else makes sense i mean they're even saying they think diddy was responsible for tupac and uh biggie's death even though i think they they already claimed that they found out who who killed them but that's that so okay but they're saying that he got paid by diddy so i'm telling like all this stuff like this document like was glue that stuck so much things together in the world of hip-hop and R&B and rap. And again, I mean, I could play you crazy clips from Usher, Meek Mill, Kanye West, Diddy, all these people, Justin Bieber. I mean, remember when uh, Barack Obama? Remember when John Legend was asked about Barack Obama? And his big mouth wife made a joke about John Legend and Barack Obama? Yeah. This stuff is wacko. I mean, it might turn out when this is all said and done that Michael Jackson was like maybe one of the only good guys that was in entertainment in the 90s. If you can believe that. The big joke is that they take. Homosexual black men, or or some of them might not even be gay, but but they they take these black men and then they they, they raise them up in the entertainment industry, the rap industry, the R and B, the hip hop community, and they raise them up as these alpha male thugs. But then the truth other's buttholes, and so it's like this, it's like this big joke. I mean, come on, Jay Z. He, he copied his hairstyle off of a gay artist from France. <laughs> like, but it, it's, it's really actually sad. And I sit here kind of with this Cheshire cat grin on my face, not, not because I'm like glad that this is happening or this is how it goes on and this is the type of garbage that, that were sold as entertainment and, and alpha male activity when it's all a big game, it's all a big satanic game uh, run by secret societies and intelligence communities. But, but th- there's a, there is a bit of a satisfaction here. There's a bit of a satisfaction because this is long overdue to be accepted a- as public discourse. And, and look, they'll probably find a way to brush all this under the rug. Let's be real. They'll probably find a way to brush all of this under the rug. But it's too late. The cat's out of the bag. Everybody's seen it. Everybody's connected the dots. It's over. And then when they do brush it under the rug, it's just going to become a bigger story. But the, the, but it's just, it, it's satisfying that it's like, yeah, this, people need to know how sick and corrupted our entertainment industry is, our politics are, all of it. But, you know, I, I got to tell you I'm just so glad I'm not associated with this crap. I'm so glad I'm associated with real people. I'm so glad I'm associated with down-to-earth people, the people in this audience, the people I meet, the crew, everybody here at Infowars. I'm so, I'm so glad I'm associated with people that don't sell out like Alex Jones and Roger Stone. So, yeah, I got to tell you, there's a bit of a... It, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good then I'm not associated with this crap. And never would be. But it's also sad because there are a lot of victims. And it's really sick that that's the culture that's been forced down our throats. Uh, No pun intended. I'm going to move on. Let's just go ahead and just, yeah, okay. Uh, Coming up in the next hour, we're going to have Chase Geyser, Harrison Smith in studio. Really looking forward to that. I got some other stuff we're going to show you uh, with that. But, you know, this is the type of crap that bothers me in Clip 7. L- Laura Loomer unleashed crew uh, catches up with Ilhan Omar. And we, we may have some disagreements on these geopolitics, and that's not the real story here. But, but here's, here's Laura Loomer's crew uh, catching up with Ilhan Omar uh, outside of the Capitol building, Clip 7.
9: Congresswoman, how can you call Trump supporters extremists when you have literally repeated Hamas rhetoric? You're disgusting. Go away. How am I disgusting? It's a truthful question, Congresswoman.
4: You call Americans
17: extremists, yet you, you repeat pro-Hamas propaganda. propaganda. That is not
4: truthful. You're disgusting.
17: It is very truthful. You've no, been. that's
4: not truthful. Your
17: colleagues have said so.
4: That it's not truthful. You and the colleagues who say that are disgusting.
17: So are your congressional colleagues lying?
4: Yeah. I
7: feel free to, like, send a question. Thank you.
2: All right. So forget about the geopolitical issues, whatever side of it you're on. I'm on the American side. And so you know why this clip bothers me so much? That's Ilhan Omar and her staff, a bunch of women that are not serious people. They're jokesters. They're clowns. They're basically like teenage girls, and they run our country. They're teenage girls that give you the hand and talk like valley girls. And Ilhan Omar pledges her allegiance to Somalia. That's what bothers me. And it's such a perfect encapsulation in that video. You see a group of valley girls walking out of the capital, not serious people, couldn't even run a school government, and yet here they are running our country into the ground. It's, it's really, I think, perfectly encapsulated In that short video, kind of like how the White House has to run constant damage control for Joe Biden. He accidentally said, oh, and she has her little bedazzled clipboard. It's just like, oh, my gosh. They're constantly having to run cover for Joe Biden, who said they were dropping humanitarian aid in Ukraine. And so here's Kirby having to correct that in clip 12.
15: When when the president said we were airdropping to Ukraine twice, he meant Gaza, correct? He just misposed. He was referring to Gaza.
2: Okay, now there's other news out of Gaza as well, and, and there's another clip. There are Jewish students that are getting these hearings across the country, talking about how anti-Semitism is on the rise, and and they feel scared walking around campus and everything else. And I, I want you to hear this. A lot of people are laughing at this, but but there's an, there's there, people are missing an element of this. So here's a Jewish student from Stanford talking about uh, what he deals with as anti-Semitism. On his college campus in clip three
1: dirty jew monster colonizer child killer these are the names we are given at stanford labels that strip us of our humanity our dignity and our identity these are the names a dozen stanford students hurled in my face one night in november as they surrounded me they called my people dirty jews that were disgusting monsters that makes them sick to look at me. Me, who has been to Israel only once. Me, who grew up in New Jersey, one of the most diverse states of the country. Me, who was raised in a broken household by a single mother. Me, who had to fight tooth and nail to get where I am today. Why? They know nothing about me besides the fact that I wear a kippah on my head, that I am a Jew. But I am not just a nameless Jew, I have an identity. My name is Kevin Feigelis. I'm a PhD student who has been at Stanford since 2016. In that time, I've watched my campus transform from an idyllic paradise, a center of learning, into a wasteland of hatred where every interaction is a minefield. Now, a lot of people are laughing about
2: that and, and they think it's funny because they have very little empathy right now. Some, some do. It's, there's a mixed bag here. But some people have very little empathy for Jewish individuals crying victim right now. And the reason why that is, is because people are sick of the Victim Olympics. But more specifically, because of the news that continues to come out of the Gaza Strip. I mean, just today the Biden administration had to admit that 25,000 women and children have been killed by the IDF. 25,000 women and children killed by the IDF in Gaza. So here's, here, here's the relation, and here's why I, I don't find that too funny. No matter what you think about that situation, no matter what side you take. I'm, I'm looking at the American side. I'm looking at the American perspective. Now, hear that guy out for a second. Think about what he's saying. He experiences hatred and vitriol and scorn on his campus because he's Jewish. Why? Because of what Israel is doing in the Gaza Strip. Now, that is all very real. The the his experience is very real. What's going on in the Gaza Strip is also very real. So we we have to we have to just not look at these things at a surface level, and and we have to be a little we have to look at the depth of this, ladies and gentlemen. The same the same things that that individual is suffering from because of the evil of the Israeli government. It's the same way people will feel about us because of what we do all over the planet, because of what we've done in the Middle East, because of what we've done in Vietnam, and on and on and on. And then what do they do? They tell us, hey, all these people around the world hate you. So we have to be on the lookout for terrorists because everybody around the world hates us. But we just sit here like, well, why would they hate us? We're just like that guy. Well, why would they hate us? What did I do? I never went to the Middle East. I never bombed anybody. I never started a war. He says, oh, I've I've only been to Israel once. I'm just a student at Stanford trying to make it in America. Why do I get this hate? Well, because of what the Israeli government is doing in your name, in your image, in your likeness, just like our evil government does. So you see, before you laugh about that or or you try to get on the side of Israel or Palestine, let's, let's actually think about the phenomenon he's talking about here, which is very real. And this is why I'm proud to work at InfoWars that's been consistently anti-war for more than two decades. Yeah. All right, I'm going to plow through a lot of this news on my desk and then Harrison Smith, Chase Geyser joining me in studio. A Little nights of the InfoWars roundtable. will commence here, final hour. We might pepper in some calls as well. I don't have time to go through all of this, but Nancy Mace put a, a great thread up on Hunter Biden's testimony from yesterday. But it's basically everything we already knew. And it was at least five members or six members of the Biden crime family, I guess if you throw in Joe, six, that were making money off of the Biden name. And again, the big question is, you know, Hunter keeps saying, I never involved my father in my business. Well, what what was your business then? What, what What services did Hunter Biden provide? What was his business? What was he selling then? Nobody can answer that. And for some reason, they won't really hone in with that. But they might in the public hearing that's going to be coming up. But it basically is all we already knew. They have the bank wires. They have the witness testimony. They cross-referenced that with Hunter's testimony. He lied. Biden was getting paid. Hunter was a rat for it, as was James Biden. And there's more coming up from his testimony as well. So, uh, yeah. It's, um, it's a slam dunk. It's a slam dunk right under the rim whenever they want it. Uh, Boy, I I had a list here. Soros linked progressive prosecutors. The the only state doing anything about this is Florida, it would seem. They did get rid of one. They have been getting rid of them around the country, but Florida is the only one that's actually taking any policy action to get rid of Soros attorney generals and prosecuting attorneys, and it needs to be across the nation. But, I mean, we barely even have time to react to how corrupt these things are. A, a young man in St. Louis, Missouri, I mean, he, he, he's driving 70 miles per hour in downtown St. Louis running red lights. He completely obliterates a mother and her daughter. I mean, folks, like, obliterates them and gets let out of jail the next day. I spent more time in prison than a dude who completely obliterated two women because of Soros prosecutors. So they're all over the country. Here's the map. But um, when, this, when this map gets to zero is the day maybe justice can return to this country. San Francisco Macy's to close and devastating blow to downtown. They're closing a bunch of stores. But this is in San Francisco. Here's a list. Here's a list of all the businesses and stores that have had to close in downtown San Francisco because of the crime and poverty. I don't even have time to name them all. Looks like probably about 30 or more there. You you can't do business in San Francisco. The once great San Francisco, the once great beacon of California. Chicago shooting, one-month-old baby shot in head among seven wounded in Englewood. Did you hear about that? Do people mourn for that baby? Do they humanize that situation? Do they talk about the guns? No, because the guns are already illegal. Nope, not going to talk about that. Can't talk about that. All right. Oh, oh, and then you have Democrats... Panera Bread, exempt from California's $20 minimum wage law after owner donates to Gavin Newsom's campaign. Isn't it fun to be a Democrat? I mean, that is straight-up gangster mafia. Pay the mafia and get... (laughs) I mean, come on. How can that even be real? It is. So they're raising the minimum wage to $20 an hour, but not if you donate to Gavin Newsom's campaign. Boy, talk about a shakedown. Talk about a shakedown. All right, we're about to be joined shortly by Harrison Smith and Chase Geyser, and a a Knights of the InfoWars Roundtable coming up. Remember to support us at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, great products, great things you need. Toothpaste, you need that. We also have emergency food supplies. Water filters, the great TurboForce Plus. It's all at InfoWarsStore.com. We need your support right now. Go there right now. This is totally normal. Everything here is totally normal and above board. Nothing obscure or irregular about this. Harrison Smith, Chase Geyser, joining me in studio on a Friday afternoon. A night of the InfoWars Roundtable. And everything here is totally normal, guys. Um, well, I want to see uh, what your guys top stories were for today and then i've got some other things that i want to show you uh harrison you were on this morning what, what was your top story for today
9: uh probably had to do with the uh <laughs> I'm about to bring up a very serious topic in a very silly hat uh but probably the- you have no reason to be wearing that hat other
2: than to mock me let's just be mocking. perfectly clear I was having a bad hair day and didn't have time to fix it so I'm wearing the, this beautiful Roger Stone gifted fedora. You look like your Colonel Mustard
9: in Jumanji. Look, I'm trying to bring back the pith helmet. I think it there's a lot of reasons <laughs> it's why pithy. It, it, it's the it keeps your head cool. It uh, lets the the locals know who's in charge. It's uh, great stuff. Look, I've never made it on Roger Stone's best dress list. You have. I'm just trying to get there and trying to do what's necessary. That's all. We'll see if the hat can garner any respect. But what was the big news story? So, well, the big news... I'm, I'm going to take off the silly hat before I talk about, uh, you know, a massacre. <laughs> now I'm I have sorry. to take mine off. Uh, you don't have Yours to. Yours actually kind of looks good. You look like you just got off the set of yeah, uh, Westworld. This studio isn't big enough for the two, three of us. It's pretty good. It's pretty, yeah. <laughs> no, I... Uh, all right, well, look, the biggest story of the day was the the what they're calling the flower massacre, the big massacre in Israel. So I, I, I feel like I, I shouldn't talk about a serious topic with a silly hat on. That's that's just me. But, yeah, that was that was my big topic was uh, Israel's uh, luring in starving Palestinians with free food and then uh, shooting them by the hundreds.
2: So let me ask you, though, because I, I saw that and then I saw people claiming that that was fake
9: news. I saw people saying. Oh, uh, that was actually Hamas that was doing that. No, no, it was admitted. Uh, the IDF confirmed they uh, opened fire. They were they were scared of the people running at them in the food trucks, it said they were in a uh, dangerous position and started shooting them. And then when the shooting stopped, people went back to the trucks to get food and they uh, they did it again. So that was confirmed by the IDF since there have been like at least three stories. They say it was Hamas. Uh, they said it was a truck, a civilian truck that drove through and they said it was uh a trampling like the people trampled and and stampeded i saw that they were images of the the tramplings actually the people that got smashed to smithereens yeah so uh uh, over 100 killed and uh, 700 wounded so pretty pretty brutal all right chase geyser i know he's he's always buried i always see him at his news desk
10: buried in news his office next to mine what was your big story today I will say that the extent of the news that I covered today was paying close attention to The Alex Jones Show. Did you guys get a chance to watch it at all today?
9: A little bit. You told, you you, you like came into my office like, Alex is crying on air, and yeah. I, I had to tune in. It was pretty heavy stuff. Honestly.
10: Yeah, the, the first hour of The Alex Jones Show today was one of the best hours that I've seen in a long time. And I love the new format where we're skipping the break in the first half of the hour so that we have the 20 minutes cuz once you get that momentum going but he was he was going very esoteric and very spiritual today and I thought that, that was incredibly powerful. Well, I guess that would be stemming from Joe Rogan right.
2: clip of him talking about God and Jesus, a known atheist Joe Rogan talking about mm-hmm.
10: that. Yeah, and how old was that clip? Was that something that just came out or I was under the impression it had just came out. Interesting. Interesting. So I think there's a lot of people that are turning to God and it's not just influencers. Obviously with influencers, there's always the risk of grift and you don't know what's true, what isn't, who's Christian, who isn't. But I've noticed in my personal life and Bretton or excuse me, uh, uh, Harrison and I have mutual friends that are going to church for the first time ever in their lives. They were sort of scientific minded people and it was on the back burner and they were turned off by the dogma of organized religion. And I just think there is actually a great awakening happening in more than just a political sense. I think people are realizing that worshiping the state as a false idol is just not satisfying.
9: So, so you think Rogan's thing was like an outgrowth of what's happening nationally? Because I, I was sort of under the impression that with Rogan, it was almost just like an age thing, like he was sort mm. of maturing. And I feel like that's sort of part of maturing is going, oh, wait, I don't know everything. I'm not smarter than people that came a thousand years ago just because I'm aware that science exists out there somewhere because uh, people don't really know about science, but they're convinced that science, because it explains the, the water cycle somehow that means God isn't real and then there's a certain level of maturity that you get to where you actually become more humble and that was my impression with Joe Rogan but you're right I, I do see a lot more people turning well, towards one thing God.
2: one thing that Joe Rogan has talked about I think he's even had um he has actually he's had um Graham Hancock on his show before mm-hmm. and and what Graham Hancock and others have done They've completely disproven the modern-day theory of evolution. And it's funny because the, 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 the theory of evolution, the people that still promote it are so lazy that they won't even adjust it, right? They won't even adjust it to, like, the new discoveries and, and things. But what's funny is the people always that want to deny God talk about, oh, well, it's science or science this, science that. You always hear that coming up. But in science, nothing, something is always created. I mean, so, so whether right. you want to be religious or not, like, creation, to me, is undeniable, and I think that once you realize that creation is real and that we're created and the earth is created, that's when you start to get into God, but maybe it's all the evil that people are seeing. I mean, we played a clip today, this woman says that she claims she has two transgender preteen children. Right. Chance of one
10: in 100,000 for that to happen. That's once. like one in 10 million. Right. But if it happens two, to two, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's 100,000 times 100,000 or something, right? It's exponential. <laughs> it happens twice. It's impossible.
9: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're exactly right. I think that happened with Trump, too. I think sort of uh, in 2016, when Trump was on the campaign trail, he sort of paid lip service to Christians. But then, like, you saw as he became president and you just see the evil against you. And hell, it's happened to me at InfoWars because you're, you're here at InfoWars and you see just the demonic forces at work against you. And, yeah, sometimes being introduced to the evil that's around you makes you really go, ah, there's, there's something more than uh, tangible here. There's something spiritual at work. And uh, sometimes it, it takes getting the... Negative side of that spirituality to bring you away from it.
2: All right. Speaking of Donald Trump, you know one of the one of the best ways to judge somebody's character, I think, is to to find out are they able to laugh at themselves and make fun of themselves. And so uh, there was this old Trump clip that I'd never seen before, and I don't know where this if it's if it's Saturday Night Live or I don't know what this is from, guys. Uh, But but the crew found the full video. There was a short clip of it that was going viral on Twitter. Um, so here's an old sketch featuring Donald Trump, the janitor, making fun of himself. I found this entertaining. I wanted to show you guys the full clip and the uh, audience today. Guys, uh, fire it away.
7: Once
15: upon a time on a small island filled with glass towers, well, there lived a prince. Keep the mics the open. There's little live reactions. He had flowing blonde locks that yeah, looked like a wig, Yeah, I saw like this clip wiggle, when it was it I haven't wasn't. seen the whole
7: thing. Anyway, <laughs> it looks
15: like a wishbone. prince like had everything a man could ever want, but was still
2: Once about a time. <laughs>
20: I thought I made it clear to you when we started working together that I demanded excellence at all times. Your incompetence is only exceeded by your stupidity. You're an embarrassment. Oh, this was been from the apprentice to me and yeah. my corporation, you're fired. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but Mr. Trump, I'm nine.
20: Yeah, you're nine, and you're unemployed. Now get the hell out of my office. <laughs>
9: Thank
8: you for the opportunity. What, they've,
9: uh, never gotten their, uh, the they've never gotten their—they've never gotten their Trump uh, impression down.
10: Baldwin did a pretty <laughs> been, good job. before years. he killed that lady. Is oh, right, yeah, sir? there's that.
20: <laughs> I feel horrible. My life has no joy. I mean, I just fired a nine-year-old girl. If that doesn't make me happy, I mean, if that's not gonna—I <laughs> don't know what the hell will.
1: Well, I don't know, sir.
20: I wish there was a way I could trade places with another man and be free of all this responsibility. But alas, I'm trapped in a golden cage. Caning behind him.
7: Uh, Bummer. Uh,
1: By the way, the guy's here to fix the leak on your solid gold faucet.
20: Send him in.
8: (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen this. (laughs) What? (laughs) Gary. This place looks like the Liberace Museum. <laughs>
20: hey, I'm
8: the prince of this city. When you're in my office, you treat me with respect. Who did you decorating? Saddam Hussein? <laughs> he, should, he should rock the...
20: Uh, I have you know, this is all very classy janitor- stuff. The janitor suit, that yeah, whatever you the call tiger that. tiger and
8: the woman has got me laid on numerous occasions. <laughs> I didn't know gay dudes like tiger paintings. <laughs> hey... You've crossed the line. I've killed people full S. Looks like you killed a squirrel to me and put it right on top of your head.
9: <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm I'm convinced. Trump in a mustache and a You're janitor outfit. Your hair looks exactly. That wouldn't do well like for the mugshot.
8: Yeah, except my hair's supposed to look like this. I'm a janitor. <laughs>
20: Normally, I'd have you dragged into the swamp and shot, but you've got guts. You're the first man I've ever met who
8: isn't afraid of me. What's your secret? Well, my real secret is that I live a simple life. I may not be a billionaire like you, but this job gives me enough money to have a pretty kick-ass sword collection. Plus, (laughs) my brother rigged my cable. So that I get all the nudie channels for free. Link <laughs> <laughs> to the, the crowd. It sounds
9: it's funny because like you happy. actually have a sword. Aren't you, <laughs> I do.
8: Aren't you happy?
9: What well, with all this your money? This resonates body, with me. Your clothes, I'm banned. <laughs> <decoration. You're> <laughs>
20: <not decoration. laughs> okay, Careful
2: with those all, swords.
20: Enough about the decorations. And second, I would love to run away and live a life of leisure, but the whole city would collapse if I. Wait a minute. Let me look at you. You look exactly like me
8: You're right, except for my very stylish (coughs) moustache
20: I have a proposition for you, my friend. How would you like to trade places and be
8: and be me for one month? You really think it would work? Worked on the Flintstones. <laughs> Say no more. I'm in. All right.
15: <laughs> and so the pauper and the prince exchanged identities. The pauper shaved his mustache... And the prince put
7: on a finger.
2: so that's that's good, and but you know I, I think that you know Trump has a good self uh uh you know self-realization, a humor about himself, and I think that is a redeeming quality in uh in people, and it just makes him more relatable in a way.
9: I love it. That was that was fantastic. And he's another. So, you know, the, the stuff where he's uh, singing, dressed up like a farmer. He's, yeah, he's not yeah. afraid to poke fun. At. I can't remember what one.
10: night show it was on, but he was asked by one of those night show hosts what the thing he was most self-conscious about was. And he said his hair. And then there's there a
9: famous clip of him pulling up and proving that he actually. Yeah, actually. I think yeah. that was, yeah. uh, was that Fallon. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Fallon that pulled his and hair. They were pissed, right? And they were pissed at Fallon for doing that because it humanized Trump like they, right. you know, when he did that and it was funny, it was like. They were pissed at Fallon. Like, how dare you humanize this man that we're trying to demonize so hard? Oh, it keeps going? <laughs> it looks like you stole your tie, on.
10: That is a Trump tie. <laughs> yeah, you wear Trump ties, though. Yeah, that is yeah. a Trump tie. I've got multiple Trump ties. Are they expensive? Yes. Is it worth it? Yes. Even if you spill water on them, they're never the Tr- ties same. Ties are, are already expensive,
2: <laughs> though. That's what's so strange. Yeah. Like, ties are expensive, generally speaking. That's probably why Tucker wears the same tie every time he goes on TV cause he's broke. He's got like one tie.
9: Got <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> go to the thrift stores. Thrift stores are where the good ties are at. Oh, okay. Well, Roger Stone wouldn't allow that. Well, I don't know. I've got I've got one tie that was like specially made for like a uh some African diplomat or something on the tag on the back. It's like this has been made custom the, made tag. Yeah, yeah, literally. It's got it's the one with the little uh, horse on it. it just says ever... Nelson on the back. <laughs> yeah, something Mandela. It's really yeah. Really great. All right, have
2: you guys uh, have you guys voted yet? No, no, no. OK, I don't like to do early voting typically either because then I feel like it gives the Democrats the right numbers to figure out how many <laughs> how many to, yeah. falsify, yeah. to cheat. Um, but some of these propositions, I have people coming up to me when I'm out and they're asking me about these propositions. Texas has some pretty incredible propositions on the ballot. And what's beautiful about this is, unlike people, normally they'll go and they'll just vote straight ticket during the primary. You have to choose which party to vote for in Texas. You can choose Democrat or Republican. But then even in the general, they'll just Either select all Democrats or all Republicans, but the propositions you don't really know. Like you don't really know if it's a Democrat issue or a Republican issue, and most right. Democrats are so stupid they they you know they wouldn't know anyway. Uh, proposition one: Texas should eliminate all property taxes without increasing
9: Texans' overall tax burden. Okay, I'm for it. How does that not win? <laughs> I don't know. Well, because uh, I, are you talking about in Austin? Because we're full of socialists weirdos that's why
2: you really think they would vote for increased taxes they're broke this city's expensive they voted to
9: kick look, the homeless people out yeah uh, they uh, well they voted also to uh not actually go through and look at all the money that's been spent by the city multiple times so I, I i have no hope in austin every time propositions come up it's like the terrible ones always pass and the good ones always fail and then even if the good ones do pass like the homeless ones they just don't enforce it. They just right. don't do anything about I it. I said they did 80%. It's oh. much better than it
10: was. They've concentrated uh, the homeless. To yeah. You sent them to concentration camps? Um, not quite. They built their own. My parents Strange sent me to one them. when I got diagnosed with ADD. <laughs> <laughs> Crew, if we could get a on
2: on deck for these. Texas should create a border protection unit and deploy additional state law enforcement and military forces to seal the border, to use physical force to prevent illegal entry and trafficking, and to deport illegal aliens to Mexico or to their nations of origin.
10: Okay, I like that one, that's too. That's not going to pass. That's too, that's too obviously too specific. Republican. Too obviously conservative. I think Democrats even vote for their, I mean, they got to be sick of the illegal immigrants, too. You think the Supreme Court would just overturn that?
9: I don't I, I'm voting well, for it. Don't get me wrong. What's the? I mean, what what would be the enforcement mechanism of these state law enforcement? AR-15. So, when 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 these pass, they just they go into effect, or these are things that are well, they'll suggested. be put on the ballot, and then if they
2: and right, if, right. if they if they get passed in the general, right, right. then, yeah, then, the, then, then it it they can be become. Okay, armed. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is pretty good. I mean, how does this not pass? The Texas legislature should end all subsidies and public services including in-state college tuition and enrollment in public schools for illegal aliens. Of course, that's a no-brainer. Did you even know that was going on? No. You're paying for a Okay, I just <laughs> A lot of this is about a lot of this is about um the illegal immigration issue. This is a pretty wild one. The Texas legislature should prohibit the deployment of the Texas National Guard to a foreign conflict. Unless Congress formally declares war.
10: Oh,
9: that's awesome. Wow. I love that. Wow. So So the
10: president would have to nationalize the guard in order to force them to.
9: You know, but it's like either the the illegal alien one or the the enforcement or the paying for the college or the sending It's like, should we follow the law that's laid down in the Constitution? Yes or no? It's like it's sad that we even have to get to this point. It's like, should we should we use water to put out the fire? And it's like, there's a fire? Yes, put it out. Jeez and Pete. So, so here's one. It's pathetic. The state of Texas should ensure that Texans are free to give or to
2: withhold consent for any vaccine without coercion. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Again,
10: it's like. The lefties might vote for that one, though, because t- traditionally they've been anti-vax generally. That'll be an
2: interesting one. That'll be an interesting to see what the turnout on that is. The Republican Party of Texas should restrict voting in the Republican primary to only registered Republicans. I don't mm. that probably just fails cuz it
9: says Republicans three times. Well, but are these propositions Republican uh, is like is this the Republican primary that these propositions are being held in cuz the props are on both on both ballots, right? Really? Yeah, the props are. I think. These are just Maybe these not. are these are so conservative and I know like I know one proposition that's not on that list is should texas consider being an independent state and texiting and seceding from the union uh, because the republican party despite their pledge to put it on if it got enough uh signatures which it did they still didn't put it on their their backpedals uh, yeah they have well they yeah they betrayed us me personally
2: yeah and you know it seems like whenever i talk to them there's a lot of talk they, yeah. they, they feel very confident, and, they, and they're confident when they talk to you, and then when the rubber meets the road, they don't leave a skid mark.
10: Isn't I mean, it ironic that the whole reason Texas joined the United States was to protect the border against a second Mexican war, and now the, our own government is forcing us to allow this invasion <laughs> from Mexico? The Texas Constitution should be amended to restore authority to the
2: Texas Attorney General to prosecute election crimes. They literally took that out of the Constitution, that that's, the that's Attorney General can't even prosecute election crimes.
9: That's what I'm saying. These, these propositions are great, but really it's just a list of, like, should we just do the things that we obviously should be doing the entire time? How about this? I, well, I think in some of this is to just codify it, too. The Texas Constitution should be amended to
2: require proof of citizenship before any individual can be registered to vote
9: of course but yeah probably
10: yeah, they, yeah I so. was it just some awesome intern because it doesn't <laughs> well, it, sound like something the establishment would well write. exactly
2: that's <laughs> the thing when they put these propositions on the ballot they're usually so wordy and twisted that right. most people can't even understand what they're voting for
9: Well, and these, are, and these seem pretty straightforward but I've seen also propositions where it's like I think this is what I want this sounds good and then you look into what the proposition actually says and what it would actually happen and it turns out the thing that you think you're voting on is kind of the opposite of what is actually uh, put out and I think the crew just pulled up a sheet. these are the yeah. So Republican propositions. Mm-hmm. So these are that's why they sound we so get our own. conservative. We we got to get the Democrat ones too. See what they're. What, Texas they're scheming. Should, Texas should ban the sale of
2: Texas land to citizens, governments, and entities from China, Iran, North Korea, and Russia. Should be any foreign government. That's a start. Any yeah, foreign exactly. government, but this is yeah, a good start. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, why wouldn't it just be any foreign
9: government or any foreign country? Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, do, does North Korea own Texas land? Is that something so that even own their I know own China own land. does? I know <laughs> yeah, China, China does a lot. But does does North Korea or Russia or Iran? I, I mean, I, I mean these are these are countries we have massive sanctions against and have for years. In the case of Iran, at least. So, mm-hmm. uh, do they even own Texas land in the first place? I think China is the only one we really should be worrying about.
2: Yeah, they're the ones buying up massive. Lots of land, including in Texas, next
10: to military installments. Yes, exactly. That should
2: concern everybody.
10: And along the border, some all country. land owned by Russia in the United States should be given to Zelensky. <laughs>
9: <laughs> should part of Texas become Ukraine so we can actually get federal funding? Now, see, <laughs> now you're getting creative. <laughs> I like it. Just saying, vote for me. We'll secede and do whatever the hell we want. Yeah, you ever we're, run? we're
2: declaring that the uh, the um, we'll say. I think two yards, two yards at the Texas border is now officially Ukraine territory and can, therefore yeah. it needs to be defended at all costs. Maybe right. So the border we technically- to defend the Ukrainian border. Right. <laughs> with,
9: with everything we have. It, technically, it's wherever it's the deepest part of the Rio Grande. So how about from the middle of the river to the edge of the river is Ukrainian now must be protected. Deploy military forces yep. up to and including 100 billion weapons. if we need it. At the river <laughs> to least.
7: <the> sea. <laughs> Even if we billion.
2: don't. We only – Trump only needed like $2 billion for the wall. That was too much. But that wasn't – yeah, that we couldn't afford that. But now that, now that we know the border is Ukraine, I think we'll have at least – uh, And it, it works will, because, it because it will, the name Ukraine
10: literally in. means borderland, right? So their entire country should just –
2: I want $100 billion I for the newly here. declared <laughs> Ukraine border –
9: which is in between Texas and Mexico? It'd be great because we could say like, "Hey, we want to give part of Texas to Ukraine." People would be like, "Oh, I love Ukraine! Yeah, let's do it!" But it's we're all also a trick being philanthropic. Uh, we're we're really so we're solving all charitable. the issues
2: here. The, in,
9: the 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 nights of the Infowars
2: Roundtable. We've we figured it out. I mean, we've done it. We have solved it. Brought to you by InfowarsStore.com. We've got Chase Geiger, Harrison Smith in the studio, the great crew here on a Friday night. Please support us by shopping at InfoWarsStore.com. Winter Sun Plus, Vitamin D, liquid tincture. Everybody knows that the winter months there's less sun, and so it's cold season. It's flu season. That's why we have Winter Sun Plus, Vitamin D3 supplement at InfoWarsStore.com, or the Vitamin D3 gummies. Put those out on the counter every day for your kids. They're going to think you're the coolest parent in the world. Oh, my gosh, my mom and dad let me Eat gummies in the morning? Well, I'm just the coolest kid on the planet. But little do they know that they're getting their vitamin D3 so that they can't fake being sick and miss school. It's all at InfoWarsStore.com, and it's your support there that makes everything here possible. All right, guys, I want to read a couple tweets here from Sean Strickland and get your response. Sean Strickland, former MMA champion. I'm sure he'll be competing for a title again someday soon. I hope he will. He's a wild one. He says, let me tell you guys something. The American government is filled with treasonous whores that should be hung for what they have done to our freedoms and military. Our founding fathers would be disgusted in all of us for being spineless. I'm done. Sean Strickland of the UFC.
10: Uh, 10 out of 10. Well, 9 out of 10 because you're supposed to say hanged, not hung.
9: (laughs) Is that true? (laughs) Yeah. Should be hanged. Okay. I'm still giving it the 10 out of 10. 9.5. Let me at 9.5. Sean Strickland. I made a
2: Navy SEAL upset. He said, We protect your freedom. I'm very pro military, but anti government. But to say I protect your freedom, y'all need a history lesson on the federal government. Google Snowden and the Constitution. The sand people aren't taking away my freedoms.
10: <laughs> 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 He's right. 10 out of 10. Well, but he good. didn't have a
9: period here, though. <laughs> That's 9.9. 9. There it is. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it sort of highlights the the frustration that I'm sure all of us feel that, like, we are patriots. We do love America. I do have respect for—I mean, I was just reading a book by a Navy SEAL, and literally just the what they go through to become Navy SEALs. Yeah. It is superhuman. Been, it's it's my— and, and
2: you have to have, like, a—you can't have any blemish on, like, your personal
9: right. track record. Either. Yeah, yeah. Like, even an arrest or anything, they won't let you in. And, man, yeah, and just—and physically what they go through. And then so I'm reading this book, and I'm like, man, this guy's awesome. But then he's, you know— Every page or so, there's something about like, and I'm here protecting the freedom and they want to kill us. So we'll kill them first. And it's like, dude, you're in their country. This is not right. So I think that that tweet sort of highlights the frustration of like, I do love yeah. America. I am a patriot. I do have respect for the troops at the same time. You see how they're used. And uh, of course, you, we got to, I guess, save our ire for the people giving the orders.
2: Well, this is why the truth about nine eleven I think, is so imperative to our foreign policy and, and to kind of to 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 recenter what supporting the military and and what our what our military really should be doing to to save the country and protect our freedoms it, it really i think all stems from finding out the truth about nine eleven. but you know because there's the big geopolitical debate right now it's a hot topic obviously and that's that's israel israeli influence on our government uh on our foreign policy and if you ask the basic question because i think this i mean it's just a basic question Okay, well, if Israel is our ally, what do they do for us? What does Israel do for us? Just a basic question. And the one response I see the most is, well, they they fight with us against our enemies in the Middle East. And I kind of pause and I say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean we fight with them against their enemies in the Middle
9: East? We wouldn't have enemies in the Middle East, at least certainly not to the degree we have now without our support of Israel. I think that's exactly right.
2: So that's kind of my response when I when I see that narrative is, oh, but they, you know, they provide military support for our enemies. I'm like, well, wait a second. Whose enemies are they really? Yeah,
10: Yeah. I think the reason that we one of the reasons that we're so serious about Israel as an ally, and I don't disagree with any of the things that you said, is our desire to have an ally in the region so that we can get into war at any time in order to ensure that oil is traded in dollars. I think a yeah. lot of it stems back to the petrodollar, and that's why we're always having these excuses to get in these conflicts. Because we went over to Iraq, and people were like, "Oh, we didn't take the oil," and it wasn't about taking the oil. Are they still taking the oil? Well, we didn't. The United States didn't physically take oil from Iraq when we were there, but we ensured that oil was traded in U.S. dollar denominations to prop up the petrodollar. So, I think that everything you said is a, is, is a good accusation, just and well founded. But I also think that there's this
9: war for currency that nobody talks about because it's too nuanced. But would we need Israel in the region? I guess when you say like, you know, sort of almost like a bet, the back pocket, the ace in the hole, just going, you know, if we need to start a war, we can always... Right, and it's an excuse. So Israel, if Iran goes yeah. to war with with
10: Israel, but we actually wanted to go to war with Iran the whole time to sh- ensure that they would trade in dollars instead of rubles or, or uh, the yen, then we could use an attack from Iran on Israel as an excuse to get into a conflict that we wanted with Iran. I think a lot of what happened on October 7th was actually a setup. For the war to come in the Middle East with the US involvement to ensure that our, our dollar is used. Last for
2: us. night on Hannity, and, and I think he's doing another show with Trump tonight as well. They're doing a border walk show, I think is what he called it. But last night, Trump said something because I think one of the other big lies that we're told when it comes to foreign policy is that somehow America can't be independent. Like somehow, if we we're can't not, be isolationist. Yeah, isolationist is a word yeah. they use, but it's like somehow if, if we don't. Invest in the global marketplace, or we don't take part in it. That somehow we we won't be able to survive. And I think that's total BS. And something Trump was saying last night is he said we're going to tap into our own resources. We're going to tap into our energy. He says he'll lower your grocery bill, your energy bill, everything within the first 100 days. You're going to see a significant difference, and of course you will. Just like you saw the difference after 100 days of Biden. But I think that's another big lie we're told about uh foreign policy or approach to uh
9: the global market is that somehow
2: america can't exist without being in the global marketplace
9: yeah i mean this is this is the heart of uh globalism right and and they make a lot of money taking our money and sending it overseas and taking a little bit off the top and uh, i mean a little it's, bit it's all a, well right uh, a a mind blowing staggering amount <laughs> yeah. yeah on a on an annual basis like no, a, like a
2: ditty st- on usher type of thing.
9: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the yeah. whole the whole thing we can get to that
10: <laughs> well i i think that our economy is dependent on this international trade because we went fiat and since our money is a lie, I think it's been the reason that we've gotten involved in virtually every conflict since 1970, maybe even the Vietnam War. And in order for us to have a successful economy and be isolationist, for lack of a better term, as I believe that we should, because obviously perpetual war is not sustainable, I do think we have to go back to some sort of a standard-backed currency. Do you, think, do
9: you buy into Bitcoin being an answer for all of this? Seems to have worked out with El Salvador pretty darn well. I I would have had my doubts before then, but I think it's it's been proven that it's possible. I don't know for sure. The only concern I have with Bitcoin is if there's a
10: serious cyber attack or a serious yeah. electrical grid malfunction or attack, people are going to want to trade ammo and soup and not care. But as far as only Sounds 20 like million of them, yeah, as far as only 20 million of them ever being made, that is a stalwart against inflation and, and bad printing policies. I think I would rather see America go back to a gold-backed currency Mm -hmm. or even actual
2: physical, like, silver currencies. I would rather see it go that way than with the Bitcoin option because I have the same concerns that you have. And I also feel like... I understand the hope and the concept behind the hope for Bitcoin, but I also feel like, in a way, it's kind of just like the stock market. It can be rigged by by
10: whales, just like the stock. market. Plus, I can't even get my parents to figure out how to turn on their TV. You think I'm going <laughs> to explain coins? You have to go fix their internet. you're going to have to go fix their internet Imagine Alex Jones like, "How do I get my Bitcoin?" <laughs> like, well, he, apparently,
2: he lost a bunch of Bitcoin. We can't even find you can't it. Find yeah,
9: turn it? drive somewhere. Apparently, there's millions of dollars in Bitcoin somewhere missing? out there. Yeah. What? It was yeah. a
2: whole. It was a whole thing that we tried
9: to find for like months here. We yeah. couldn't do it. I definitely didn't find it. (laughs) Oh, I don't know who told you I did. I trust you. Nice
10: car. That Cybertruck is amazing. And I I I noticed you have all new ties. Trump ties? Yeah, where'd you get all those Trump ties? Don't worry about
2: it. He flew in on a helicopter today. (laughs)
10: I'm pretty sure Harrison's selling
7: drugs.
2: (laughs) I don't know where my Bitcoin went, but Harrison walked out of here with some weird laptop last night.
9: He he flew in on an Uber copter today. I'm sure the two things aren't connected, though. Like I'm gonna wear a solid gold hat next time I come on here. Yeah. Did you know there is a? Did
2: you know there's actually a 24 karat gold Trump hat? Have you seen that? No, I know the
9: sneakers. I love those sneakers, though. Man, did you I get a, a pair of those? No, no. Yeah, yet. you're not getting it. You're like nine grand, uh, right? unless you sell that Bitcoin. Oh. <laughs> what Bitcoin? I don't have the Bitcoin, dude. I was, I was, because
2: I, I am a bit of a sneakerhead, and I was this close to buying those sneakers. And I was like, I'm never going to wear these. I've got enough sneakers that I never wear in my collection. So I actually just went out and bought a pair of shoes that I'm actually going to wear. And now I'm sitting here kicking myself in the foot because they're worth like 10 grand. Yeah. Fool! That fast, huh? Final segment of the InfoWars Warroom, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Chase Geyser, Harrison Smith. Anyway, maybe, uh, maybe we'll take a phone call here. Let's go to Ahmed in New York City. Ahmed, you're on the air. Go ahead.
6: Good evening, y'all. Evening. Chase. Well. Chase. how you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm mad. Did you Chase. call did you call about the
10: about the do you work at the uh seven eleven?
6: Oh, you want to get racist, buddy? No.
10: <laughs> I swear. We talked about
6: yo, it. Yo, dude, you want to get racist with me? <laughs> I swear What, to God, I what is, is happening? Is, oh, you got jokes. Chase, you wear glasses, bro. to <laughs> pulls it off better than you do, Bubba. What
10: the hell is happening? <laughs> I swear to God. I thought he was the guy that was telling me about yo, working
6: at the store. Chase, yo, <laughs> Look, I, your, man, we disavow, Chase. Uh,
7: go take ahead. Your,
6: Chase, Chase, take your video down from TikTok. You make Owen and Harris look bad.
10: What are you talking about?
6: The one where you say you're a 32nd degree Mason. Uh, okay. It's Chase. 32nd? You're giving
2: him way too much credit. He's like second uh, at best.
6: It's, it's all right. It's all right. You make, you make Owen and Harris look bad, and they don't deserve that.
2: Well, okay. Now, hold on a second. This is a Friday, and I kind of like things going off the rails. Usually, we keep things pretty tight, but I'm okay with this. But you have to admit, now that we're all sitting in studio together, that Chase actually makes us look good.
10: Right.
7: Because I suck so much.
6: Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Owen. 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 Owen, dude, you, you came up through savage facts. Harris, you filled in for David Knight, legendary David Knight, bro. What did this guy do?
7: Wait a second.
2: Hold on a second. Yeah. Savage Facts. I filled in for own for two months. <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah, I got, no, I got facts. You, I, no, but Savage Facts though, shares yeah? my
2: videos. I, I don't know. I, I like Savage Facts. Don't yeah, get me but wrong. I, but I don't know it. who that is. I didn't come up through Savage Facts. They, the, Savage Facts <laughs> built an account off all my old videos. I'd love to get to know Savage Facts. I appreciate him sharing all my but, content that's been banned.
6: But that's how a lot of the momentum, other than you stepping up to the desk and making the war room with Rob and everybody else, yeah, the the Savage Facts video, it was like a mass production of it. That's why YouTube took it down. They were scared of you, man. But this yeah, guy once all my like videos, TikTok, once all the
2: once like, all the Infowars videos that had millions of views got banned from YouTube, this account Savage Facts pops up, starts getting millions of views of all my old content. Then they tried to ban it, but they somehow let that one back on. But not not me or Infowars. Hmm, interesting.
6: Seven Eleven, Chase Seven Eleven, bro. That's the best you got.
10: Bro, I actually thought he was a caller from when I was guesting nah, on the show. That He's told me a story. All right, I, 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 I,
2: I, I,
7: I, I've got to end this.
2: this right now. Okay, this is off the rails, Ahmed. I, I'm sorry that uh, I don't know what the hell happened here. I don't know. <laughs> Clear miss. We've we've had a we've had a communication problem here. Clearly, Ahmed. Uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you again soon. I, I, I'm probably not mistaking your identity. I bet I talked to you on my Rumble channel, don't I? Uh,
6: let me ask you something. But if I call respectfully, and then the gentleman says I'm I'm 7-Eleven because I of didn't my name, I did mean it disrespectfully, <laughs> that, and I that, didn't not, say because of that, your that's name. That's right, Owen. That's right, Owen. No, I'm asking you. That's as a as a man to man. That's right. You know I have kids too, right? You're do you actually opposite.
10: work at 7-Eleven? But do you? But do you work <laughs> yeah. at 7-Eleven?
6: Harris, yo, don't f- don't throw fuel on a weak ass fire. bro. I'm just wondering. Well he he hasn't fire, denied bro. it. He
10: hasn't denied it yet. Yo, I just, actually I actually thought saying, you were bro. a
9: different. Ahmed that uh, called into my show yesterday, so maybe we just got more Ahmeds than we
6: realized. I, yeah, honestly, yeah, I
10: think that's what happened. I th- I could swear that front when I was yeah, sitting in that chair, Ahmed called did... that went to the Seven Eleven had an awesome story. Yo,
6: do you, yo do you know my 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 mom is white German Jewish Bubba? And Man, you saying tell me because, my name, because...
9: <laughs> So do you work at a bank, Ahmed?
6: <laughs> no, dude, I work for my I, I work for God. What do you work for? You work for Harama Biff.
9: Oh my! God. I don't even know what that is. Oh my God! I work for Alex
6: Jones. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm just, I'm
9: just. Exactly. All right. th- th- this is. I-
2: I'm, gonna have yeah. to, I'm gonna have to. end this now, Ahmed. Uh, things got really out of control here. Uh, you tried to call in with a serious call, and uh, I, you know what? I-, I blame myself for even taking calls. So that's on me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna own up to this, and uh, we're just gonna shut this down.
9: We're just go ahead and shut that down. I feel like Chase sort of took a bullet for because I was about to ask a very similar question. Tell you what, here's a buffer for you. Asking, How I about don't. I buffer it with this? House of Horrors. Oh, no. Rabbi
2: takes cushy deal after pleading guilty to enslaving 30 women. Uh, I spent more time in prison than him, guys. Did you really? I haven't seen this well, one. Well, he took a nice deal. He's going to be off the hook.
9: Jerusalem Rabbi. Oh, I did, I did read this one. Yeah, it was a total cult operation he was running. Yeah, he had.
2: Uh, he just had to pay 30 grand. Well. That's all he did. He paid 30 grand. It's all good.
9: Uh, yeah, I, that's is that real? Yeah, nine months of community service and thirty four thousand dollars in damages. Service. I was listening to music at the gym last night,
2: and Usher came on, and I immediately I can't listen anymore. Now that I know all this stuff, I oh, don't yeah? know why. Like I always knew they were all gay, but like now that I know it was more. What than about that, Michael Jackson? It was like a cult. No, nah, I think he was set up.
9: Really?
7: You yeah, think that's yeah. all
10: made up stuff. Yeah, yeah. Culkin
9: never came out against him. Sh- shout out yeah, to uh, if you ever wa- if you ever want to find out the truth about. Um, Michael Jackson, watch the Razor Fist documentary on him. Razor Fist on YouTube goes through the entire timeline and disproves it all. I'm, I'm fully convinced that uh, Jackson was And, and innocent I think, too,
2: because my mind isn't as fresh on all this because it was years ago when I really dug into this. But it was like a lot of the same people that were covering up for Epstein were the people that were going after Michael.
9: Right. Well, you know, it, and, you know, the thing with the Usher, P. Diddy, all that stuff, very similar to Epstein. Cameras in all the rooms, uh, handlers. You know, exposing you know, like young people to it. I mean, and the thing with Usher is he actually to to you know, now I'm not on his side or anything, but when he was 13 or 14, he was sent to live with P Diddy in New York at his Flavor Camp, which was basically just P Diddy's compound in New York, where there was just like orgies and drugs everywhere. Like so, the R Kelly deal. Yeah, so.
2: that's why R Kelly's so pissed because he's like, Yo, everybody's doing this. <laughs> I, <laughs> right. What the hell? <laughs> I'm not the The only only one. like, I actually got permission from their parents.
9: Yeah, yeah, no, it's and I mean it's a whole it's a whole industry thing, and so I think Usher's one of the he got introduced when he was young, and he sort of conforms to it. Some people this happens when they're young, and they yeah, turn out like it. they turn out like Britney Spears or Amanda Bynes. It just whoa, know, whoa, 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 not on smoke. my now, show.
2: What you're not going after Britney on my show? I'm telling, I'm I saying you're going to back victim. up Amanda.
9: She was
10: destroyed. I'm, I feel bad for Amanda too. I, I, I do. Too. Too. She's too. proof that the big pharma is you not. You know, and friend. here's another yeah.
2: one. Here's another one I see that I feel bad for that I see is the butt of a lot of jokes, and that's Zendaya. I I actually feel bad for. And people always joke and like she's ugly or something i mean whatever i don't think she's ugly whatever you think about her looks i actually feel bad this this young girl has clearly been used by hollywood as a sex object mm. i mean they, they, they depict her in that utopia hbo series in a in a, in a whorish way oh,
10: euphoria yeah uh, what did i call it utopia
2: utopia euphoria and then they depict her i guess having that that three-way that insinuation of a three-way in some other movie that's coming out about tennis
10: I don't know. She's not. She's not hypersexualized in Dune, though. She's in that suit the whole time. Oh yeah.
9: I haven't seen okay. the new one. So I have seen something with Zendaya, some and I was going to say I didn't know. Yeah, any, I've never, never seen, seen anything interesting. But she's. Uh, and it's actually okay. kind
2: of unfortunate because she's probably like the, the the least talented in that entire movie.
10: I thought she did okay.
7: She's got like
2: exactly lines. okay. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's my point. It's like if they don't put her in a sexualized way in Euphoria, or they don't put her in a sexualized way in that tennis movie, mm-hmm. then it's like she. And, and here's what it says to me cuz this is it's the same thing it's the same thing that what we're learning about the the diddy f- fiasco it's like they can take somebody hey you're not that beautiful you're not that talented but don't worry we'll make you famous you just got to do what we tell
9: you oh yeah there's definitely a lot of that going on i mean basically every a-list star for the last 30 years or more has it's not cuz they're the best actor it's cuz they're a good actor and they're willing to debase themselves so for what fame. end though just for blackmail uh, for, well, for a lot control, of blackmail. It, it basically it's a filter that guarantees that the idols that kids look up to are universally spineless little moral cowards, demonic. Yeah, that are willing to debase or or who's you behind
7: know.
9: it? <clears throat> oh God!
2: <laughs> you probably, said, you said you probably the about Freemasons.
9: <laughs> <Yeah>. Probably you. <laughs> yeah, great.
10: How question do you like
2: that? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs>
7: either,
10: How do
2: you like that? See how that goes? Ultra-processed <laughs> foods linked to 32 harmful effects to health. You know, the one thing, when I, when I first started listening to InfoWars or first took the red pill, really, like, the health news was kind of the most shocking to me, even more than the political news. Like, when you realize the food is under attack, mm-hmm. and this is why they want to centralize the food supply.
10: Yeah, we were talking about that at, at, the, at the thing the, the other weekend, where once you get rid of seed oils, everything changes, and they put seed oils in everything. Yeah.
9: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's also one of those topics that, like, I've had so many good conversations at like party. I had one at a party, uh, you know, last week where this woman, probably not at all the Infowars audience typically, but she sees the water filter and is like, "Oh, I'm buying a water filter. Is this a good one?" And we start this deep conversation about the chemicals in the food and water. You don't have to be right wing to not want your food and water poisoned. So it's a it's a great bridging topic. All right, that's it for the uh, Knights of the Infowars Roundtable. Things got a little uh, out of control.
2: Well, I, I, they got a little silly. I, I blame the hats. Not those hats. Not, not, not those hats.
9: <laughs> I'm bringing it back, dude. Not those hats. You can't hats. tell me this doesn't look cool. You can't tell me. There this was a time me. where somebody went to work wearing many. Not many, that, not many
2: people. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Not many people could pull that off, but you're the one. You might be the one that can. Bring me my elephant gun. Say something authoritarian. The show is over.
10: <laughs> We're done here. All right. Well, I guess that's,
2: yeah. All right. Shop at InfoWarsStore.com. We'll pick it up. We'll be a little more serious next time. That does it. You stay classy, Info Warriors.